The 700 Tapes podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. We do not own any of the clips that will be used on this program. The 700 Tapes podcast will contain adult language and adult humor. If you're easily offended, please stop listening now. Claw 2, Verada, Nick 2. In 2019, Jasperino purchased 700 VHS tapes at a yard sale for $35. He promptly moved them to a safe house deep in the outlands of the Arizona desert. If you're into nostalgia and you like VHS, and if you can find him, maybe you can listen to the 700 Tapes Podcast. undisturbed by the myriad distractions of modern civilization and far from the groves of Akadim. I believe I have made a significant find in the Kandarian runes, a volume of ancient Sumerian burial practices and funerary incantations. It is entitled Naturan de Manto, roughly translated Book of the Dead. The book is bound in human flesh and inked in human blood. It deals with demons, demon resurrection, and those forces which roam the forest and dark bowers of man's domain. The first few pages warn that these enduring creatures may lie dormant, but are never truly dead. They may be recalled to active life through the incantations presented in this book. It is through recitation of these passages that the demons are given license to possess the living. Stephen King, author of Carrie, said, Evil Dead is the most ferociously original horror film of the year. If you think he's kidding, see for yourself. Evil Dead, they got up on the wrong side of the grave. Evil Dead, from New Line Cinema. Starts tomorrow at these theaters. Check newspapers for times. This is Jody and Kendra. Hello. Uh, okay. Hi. Um, we're in a hurry. We're actually looking for a book that could save lives. Yes. I've got it right here. Oh, thank God. Thank him indeed. The Bible. Here, let me read to you. Oh, no. No, see, we're actually looking for the book of evil. Is there a seller? Oh, great. There it is. The curse begins with four words. Gort, Clat 2, Barada, Nikto. You're all going to die tonight. You're all going to die tonight. The curse ends with one word. Adunda. What the heck? Why? 
I don't have an arm. Spring. Okay, well, let's at least finish the song. Everyone hold hands. Except for Eric. Damn. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Maybe we didn't do it right. Gort, Klaatu, Barada, Nikto. Why does this keep happening? Where's my arm? Is this yours? That's a left. That's mine. Could you hand it to me, please? I need a right. Eric chainsawed it off. Well, I'm sorry. My, my leg? No, that's black. It's not mine. Oh, shit. Seven. What suit? Um, diamonds. Uh, no, no, wait. Um, hearts. Oh, my God. Seven of hearts. You're right. <laughs> hey, Ash, I guessed the card right. Yeah, truly amazing, Linda. I don't know. I don't know. But I think it's really some sort of extra sense or something. You know, like ESP? Okay, try this. Okay, um, it's a seven. I don't believe it! Of spades. <laughs> Queen of spades. Four of hearts. Eight of spades. Two of spades. Jack of diamonds. Jack of clubs. <laughs> from our ancient slumber. <laughs> you will die! Like the others before you. One by one, we will take you. <sighs> Alright, I'm gonna do my announcer voice right here. Watch. Watch. It's gonna be awesome. Watch. Hear the Diabianas play for a second. If we were in a studio, we'd be waiting on the announcer voice like this. Broadcasting from an abandoned missile silo in the outlands of the Arizona desert. Here are your hosts, Jasperino and The Legacy. This is The 700 Tapes Podcast. And then they fade it out. What's up, freaks and weirdos? <laughs> Jasperino here with you, joined as always by the man, the myth, the legacy, Mr. Roman Alvarado. How you doing, sir? Shit. <laughs> that intro is badass. <laughs> Did you get that one, the funny part, the middle part? That was in Scary Movie 5. So the funny thing is I've never seen Scary Movie 5, but I do. That's good. So, But it, what happened made sense to you. Yes, okay. for sure. Because I played it for a couple other people, and they didn't get it. And I was like, oh, man, I hope this gag doesn't fall flat. No, I would say, clearly, you, yeah. you know what. It was the people upstairs, the right. Bible study, and then they were reading the thing. And then, oh, my God, it didn't work. You're like, do you, do you, do you have a cellar? Dude. So, of course. I thought it was sense. hilarious. Yeah, hell yeah. For sure. So, <laughs> here we are again on a Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Tonight. We will be covering from 1981 Sam Raimi's Evil Dead, the first, the original that started it all. Watched live, not live, but live earlier today, I guess. Watched on a VCR on its original VHS format right in front of me under my computer monitor. 
We are the 700 Tapes Podcast. We are a VHS-only podcast. We will not be covering uh, video on demand or uh, I almost said Snapchat. (laughs) 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 You know, uh, DVD, Blu-ray, any of that other jazz. We like our VHSs and we don't like them moldy. We like them fresh. Right. And I'm pretty stoked because I love Evil Dead. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. And so much nostalgia, so much hearts, heart feelings with this movie. Um, and the cool thing is the version that I have is in a clamshell, which I love clamshells as opposed to like the regular paper sleeves. Mm-hmm. You get the plastic clamshell. This was a collector's edition that was actually released, I think, sometime in the 90s. Nice. Um, so it's not an original of like 1980s VHS of Evil Dead, which I would love to own, but I do not. But this one I have is pretty cool. Um, I also have uh, Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn, in a clamshell, and I also have Army of Darkness in a clamshell, but I've not seen my Army of Darkness copy in about four or five years, because oh, I actually shit. took it to a, uh, when we showed uh, Army of Darkness for uh, cult classics and we put it on the table as a prop and Victor packed it up with the stuff and I haven't seen it since I know he still has it we just every once in a while I go do you still have that Army of Darkness clamshell he goes oh yeah it's packed away I gotta dig it out I'm like yeah it's alright I know where you live I know it's safe with you my friend <laughs> check that out by the way I'm gonna give a lot of plugs I think in this podcast um, I wanna give a shout out to Victor Moreno with Cult Following uh, go check him out at cultfollowing.co. Uh, we used to do a podcast together, and we had actually picked it up again right before this whole pandemic thing started and kind of put a kibosh on that. So I am here with my brother from another mother, Ooh. Roman. We're doing our own thing. We're laying it down. Damn right. And I'm excited because we missed a week. Right. That's okay. I just need to refuel, uh, gear up because... This movie's kind of special to me. I wanted to kind of take my time, gotcha. get everything laid out. So, before we get into all that, let's take care of some housekeeping. You can check us out on the interwebs. You can listen to this podcast not only on SoundCloud, but also on Stitcher. You can listen to us on Spotify. You can listen to us on CastBox. You can listen to us on iTunes because we're kind of a big deal. One thing, if you listen to us on iTunes, make sure to give us a review because that is really important on the iTunes algorithm format thing, whatever they do. Mm -hmm. I don't really understand how it works, but I know that getting reviews help us. So be sure and leave us a review. If you want to give us a more personal review, you can email us at 700tapes at gmail.com. You can reach us on social media on Facebook. Um... It is uh, 700 Tapes Podcast is the page. You go to the page, there is a button where you can join the group, also entitled 700 Tapes Podcast. We will give you updates on our episodes, and we're going to try and be more faithful about uh, posting on there. You can find us on the IG, on the Instagram tip, at 700 Tapes. If you want to check us out on Twitter, you can do that also. It's Jasperino underscore 700 Tapes. For your interweb goodness, drop into my DMs if you want. Cow. You know. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but I recently made you an admin on the uh, 700's podcast page on Facebook. Yep. As well as the group. Yep. I'm going to need you to do me a favor. All right. 
I'm going to need you to make me an admin also. Gotcha. <laughs> so, okay, we're pretty open book here. What you see is what you get with the two of us. So I'm going to be honest with all of our listeners right now. We did not podcast last week because I went through a little bit of a bump of depression. I struggle with that a little bit. I'm bearing my soul here. I hope no one swallows it. I get it. I'll swallow your soul. <laughs> <I'll> swallow. <laughs> anyway, uh, I went through this little bump and uh, I deactivated my Facebook account. And I was like, I'm not going to be on Facebook anymore. I'm just going to. My presence on Facebook will be all 700 Tapes podcast. I don't need my personal Facebook anymore. I just kind of, you know, nobody cares anyway. Blah, blah, blah. That's what I went through. So. Mm-hmm. I did not realize when I went to deactivate it, they were like, you have a group and a page connected to your profile that will go away unless you... You're like, oh, no. Unless, yeah, unless you uh, appoint another admin. So I was like, oh, shit. But it's good because I had been meaning to make you an admin on those pages for a while, but I couldn't figure out how to do it, so it forced me to figure out how to do it. <laughs> so then I did it, deactivated the my personal page, and then realized... Couldn't do shit with it. I couldn't just log on and get onto the 700 Taste page. So I thought I had made a separate account uh-huh. for the 700 Taste podcast under 700tapes at gmail.com. But it's it's based under your. Yeah, actual, it's yeah. still based under me. So I couldn't get in and do anything for the podcast. So I had to relent and reactivate my account. So then when I reactivated my account, I went and looked and I was like, I'm not an admin shit. on the pages anymore. <laughs> oh, shit. So here we are. I'm just throwing that out there to you. So now we are joint admins, which we should have been from the beginning. I just couldn't figure out how to do it. No worries. But that's the whole story. I'm going to hang this over your head now. I'm going to dangle the carrot in front of you. What's that? You know, and you'll you'll never get it back. Oh, right, right. I'm in control now. (laughs) It's my podcast now. Uh, From dusk till dawn, I'm running the show. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't going to do a goddamn thing. Say another word and I'll get you like a fish. Oh, shit. Leave you here. We just went to another level here, I think. (laughs) Oh, my God. Isn't that what Max said? He said, say another. Give us, give us, uh, up our location again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Leave you bleeding. Predator. (laughs) We're going way back. (laughs) Yes. Um, And, you know, in all honesty, it's, I think it's just been, um, I think one of those melancholy, like, two weeks or something Dude, I honestly know. i think it's the heat the heat I don't does know what it to the you. fuck it is like because i'm to be honest and, and you know since we're bearing souls here okay um i think i'm definitely you know feeling that same little haze i don't know what the fuck it is like it is it's just one of those like everything is good but something is off right <laughs> and uh there's you know what when it's 115 goddamn degrees outside it's hard to Sometimes life just loses its sparkle a little bit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Got enough fucking, you know, sun gleam. <laughs> right? It's it's definitely not a vitamin D deficiency. That's No. You know, oh. no we don't need those happy lights or nothing. Shit. But yeah, there's just something about, you know, it's almost like, with me anyway, I feel like I can always find something wrong, right? Mm-hmm. can always find something to complain about or bitch about. Dude, I tell you, I delved headlong into, like... Comic books and horror movies, that's my thing. That's gotcha. what I do. Um, I also do ridiculous, like, there's a, <laughs> I do ridiculous buying on eBay. Like, oh, shit. I, somebody told me one time, uh, 
And I hope this isn't too sexist. They were like, you're like a woman. Shopping is therapeutic it's to therapeutic. you. therapeutic. <laughs> Dude, I, I went a little crazy on eBay. I ordered Dark Water on Blu-ray, the original. Gotcha. The Japanese movie. Mm-hmm. I'm they, you're telling me about it. They later remade it with uh, Jennifer Connelly, I think it was. Or Jennifer Love. One of those Jennifers. One of those I don't Jennifers. remember which one. But the original was actually a Japanese movie. And it's really, really good. But I got the, uh, I found the Arrow releasing super dope book like release of it from arrow so i bought that and i also have i started my guardians of the galaxy set i saw i've got a gamora on my desk and a rocket and a baby groot and i have a star lord on the way oh my god yeah i really (laughs) fucked up financially this week because yeah i get down like i just want to feel better (laughs) this little plastic action figure would make me feel better that's funny uh i'm reading uh flash uh flashpoint paradox again dope i'm reading that again Uh, i delved into some horror shit this this week i actually wrote down some of the stuff i watched nice because remember i was like i need to start writing down what i did Mm -hmm. so what did you do let's talk about enough about me um kind of going into you know what we're already talking about um one of the the things that I've kind of done, uh, you know, while even last week, and I think, no, not even last week, the prior week to uh, everything was, I knew I wanted to watch uh, Devil's Advocate. So, nice. Um, Great movie. You know, with us watching Speed, you know, three weeks or so ago, I was like, <laughs> yep. oh, fuck it, might as well follow it up with another, you know, Keanu Reeves movie. Right. And I was like, holy shit, this movie's badass. Like, I I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I think I enjoyed it possibly more than the the next person because it was so. Dude, was Al Pacino not the perfect devil yeah. ever? <laughs> and and the cool he's thing an about absentee it, landlord. <laughs> like the 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 crazy thing is, if I'm not mistaken, um, one of the things that I caught on to, he says, um, "I've been called many names, but he doesn't call himself the devil." Right, never. And I was like, I think that's so like badass yes because you it, if you know you know you know yep um, and, it, and it would have been too obvious yeah like, it, it's it's it then nice like, it, it didn't you didn't need that punctuation right. to say i'm the devil that's funny because uh there's a there's a really bad b movie that i like called okay. hell's highway and it's got an actress in it named phoebe dollar i love phoebe dollar she's probably my favorite like low budget B movie actress. Like she's freaking <laughs> awesome. Well in this movie she plays the devil. Wow. But her name is not Lucifer. It's uh oh man, I'm gonna blow it now. It's very it's like Lucifina or something like or you know what I mean? Something like that. It's loosely Lucifer. <laughs> but there's a whole part where she gets picked up by these hitchhikers in the desert and she's like, My name's not Lucifer. But it's close. Yeah, we get it. Oh, it's so great. She also did this other movie called Goth. It's just Mm -hmm. called Goth. I used to have the poster hanging up, and it got ruined on one of my movies, and I was so upset. But yeah, both great. If you're into like just low budget B movie stock stuff, it's freaking amazing. Check it out. Phoebe Dollar is the queen of that. And um, but yeah, um, getting back to uh, Devil's Advocate. Mm That movie's yeah, I, I think it's underrated. I don't think people gave it as much credit as it so deserved. I, I was watch uh, not watching. I was reading some of like the, uh, you know, people's take on it or whatever, and they were like, yeah, you know, uh, um, Keanu Reeves is you know is about as active as a fucking rock or something right. like that. And I'm like, 
You guys are shit. You got to remember his character, though. I mean, he right. was a lawyer. He was very stoic. I'm going to say you know. southern. He's a southern yeah. lawyer, you know. Um, and I think Al Pacino played Al Pacino. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know? We and, talked about that. He's one of those actors that every, instead of him becoming the character, the character becomes him. Yes. And But it works with most people, with and, some people, like... Al Pacino, George C. Scott's the same way. Mm -hmm. um, it just works with it, some it's people. It's one of those things to where you're like, okay, well, it's real. This is really Al Pacino-y, you right. know, but it is. It still fits Boobah. in. It still fits in that. <laughs> um, the funny thing is, I think one of the things, like when I was watching it, I was like, oh no, mom fucked him. Like, I oh knew yeah, from jump. Oh yeah. I looked and was like, oh, mom definitely knows the devil right <laughs> dude and charlie's there on oh my gosh she she yeah she looked really good in that movie i don't and think she, she goes, ever looked better she goes like the crazy thing she goes batshit crazy oh my god that whole part where she was like where she was saying fuck you me. fucked me you fucked me he hurt me i liked it she's right. like crying yeah i liked it because the the <laughs> oh so my god one of the things that um so my mom is a pastor uh, you know, uh, apostle and stuff. And she said, you know, one of the realest things that I've ever heard, you know, a person of the cloth say, and she said, sin feels good. And oh, yeah. if we didn't know what sin felt like, we would know, you know, we, we wouldn't know right from wrong and right. stuff like that. You know, just understanding the line between right. um, sin and not sinning. She was like, but sin is such a big thing because it feels good. Yes. So when... Uh, you know, Shalice Theron was doing that. I was like, "That's fucking the epitome of sin." Like right. that is. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, it she is engulfed because it's like, I didn't want it, but I liked it right. kind of thing. She was indulged in the whole yeah. fucking thing. Like it was. I think just understanding that, I was like, "Fuck." And it came with, and your mom's a pastor. Mm -hmm. I used to be a minister. Mm -hmm. So I look at the whole, it's hard to get out of that mindset sometimes, but you look at it, because I, I used to pride myself on, I could make a sermon out of anything. Mm -hmm. I could have preached that movie. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, that whole thing with Charlize Theron, it felt good, and she liked it, mm -hmm. but then, just like Sin, you had the shame afterwards. Yep. Uh, oh, that. I really liked it, but I did it, and I'm ashamed I did it, and I'm even more ashamed that I liked it. Right. You know? <laughs> and uh, then you can go into the whole thing about... Jesus not yes. knowing sin, uh -huh. being perfect, being uh -huh. God, coming as a man. Right, let being, me rephrase that. In, coming you know, here as a man. Having that first encounter with it and having to... But not knowing sin, but then taking on all of the sin. Mm -hmm. That was the spiritual aspect of it was worse than the physical act of the crucifixion mm -hmm. was the fact, it, hypothetically, if you believe this or you don't believe this, right. whatever, um, taking on... All of that sin. Uh, let this cut pass of me, you know. Yeah, if it, that was him being human, like, mm -hmm. I really don't want to do this, but if I gotta, I guess I will. Yes, you know, If there's is. any other way. Because they also said, you know, when he was hanging there, mm -hmm. he could have called 10,000 angels down from the sky and just annihilate these people. Right. And he didn't do it. Right. So, again. Understanding the, you know, the, the understanding the moment. And they, they said that supposedly the torture was actually in the Garden of Gethsemane because of right. him taking on the sin compared to him. They said he was so messed up that he was sweating blood. Yes, it was. I don't know what you got to do to get to that point. I've never been that upset that I've sweat blood. <laughs> but but I, I think understanding, um, 
you know, me and, me and you talk about it, you know, all the time. Um, you know, this, one of the, the one of our connections is the spiritual aspect of things, right? Um, regardless of what uh, what religion you want to, you know, box it in or what you know spiritualness you want to package it up and wrap it in. You know, it it is just is it is yep. what it is. So understanding it from that eyes, I was like, this movie is bad. Ass. Right, like I thoroughly and you and I have both participated in and performed exorcisms. Yes, um, and that's something we're going to talk about a little more as Halloween gets closer. Yes, because I, I'm thinking more and more when one of the Halloween movies we need to do is Exorcist, mm-hmm. and that'll kind of open up to uh, allowing us a to... couple of our crazy stories of where we <laughs> came from before we were the podcasters sitting in front of you now. Yes. Um, Transforming into that, uh-huh. I was pretty transferring, transforming. I don't know what I'm saying. Segwaying, segwaying. Gotcha. Into I'm that, Paul Blart. I got you. I'm full Paul Blart <laughs> on this one. Segway. Um, I'm excited because Halloween is coming, mm-hmm. and I don't care about pandemics. I don't care about Rona. I don't care about none of that. I don't care about nothing. Mm-hmm. Halloween is coming. Whether kids are going to trick or treat or not, Halloween is coming. Mm-hmm. I'm like uh, Game of Thrones. Right, the winter I'm, is coming. Halloween is coming. <laughs> the Halloween stuff's starting to show up on Shutter and on Amazon and on Vudu, and I'm really excited. I was on uh, Amazon Prime Video this afternoon, and they've reposted the Paul Lind Halloween special from the '60s, which is freaking amazing. If you guys know who <laughs> Paul Lind is, he played. Um, Samantha Stevens' uncle on Bewitched. Oh, nice. I mean, you know, he would show up and he talk like this all the time. <laughs> and uh, he was frequently on the Hollywood squares. Right, right, right. You know, and he'd be like, one, ringy dingy, two, ringy dingies. <laughs> but he does a Halloween special. And it's not very Halloweeny. I'm not even going to lie. Isn't that, is, uh, is he in uh, Jackass? Is that the, the guy at the end of the movie as well? Jackass, the movie? Yeah, where he's like, he has like a fucking like confetti sticks or whatever he's... i don't know i think he may have been dead by that time. i don't remember to be honest oh, with you shit, I'm gonna have to look it up yeah now. look it up right now but um the halloween stuff's starting to show up the anthologies and stuff are starting to show back up on the streaming services and i'm excited because halloween is my christmas it is my favorite time of the year and i went out in the garage this morning when i got up it was about 6 30 or so and i sat down and i took a big breath of air and it was still kind of cool outside and i said ooh. I can feel the fall just around the corner, you mm-hmm. know, because we're in August now. It's the ninth, and uh, I'm pretty excited about the oncoming onset of Halloween. The stores are starting to put things up already. I was just at Michael's the other day. If you guys want to check on Instagram, they have like the Halloween village where you can buy the little houses and the little people and make like a Christmas village, but it's Halloween. Nice. I could never afford to do that because the houses are ridiculously expensive. But what I did do is I bought some of the little pumpkins that go in the dioramas because they're the perfect size to put around my Michael Myers and my NECA Sam from Trick or Treat. So I got to accessorize those a little bit. That was exciting. Oh, the guy is Rip Taylor. Oh, Rip Taylor. I know who Rip Taylor is. Yeah, that's not Paul Lind. Oh, I think okay. Paul Lind was dead already by the time they made the Jackass movie. But gotcha. He was hilarious. That's also where these... Uh, You've coffins. commented before on the coffins I have by The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Those are little pieces from the Halloween Village, too. I got those last year. Nice. At the Michaels. So if you want to see those pumpkins I got, there's pictures of them on the IG at 700 Tapes if you want to check it out. Sweet. So, Sweet. Did you watch anything else? Uh, let's see. Did I watch 
anything else. I know that was like the big one. I was like, hell right. yeah, I get them. Oh yeah, he was like, fucking talk about there's a bomb shit. in the devil. <laughs> <laughs> um, he I don't dropped think. the bomb in my wife. Um, no, I think I think that was it that I can you know think of at least in the moment. Cool. Mm-hmm. You what, what, okay? What so I made a li- I made a small list. Oh, this is not shit. everything I watched, but I made a list of the important. Well, not not important important, but the uh, once signature stuff that I thought I would want to talk about. First mm-hmm. and foremost, I watched a documentary about horror movies from 2019 called In Search of Darkness. Nice. Very comprehensive on 80s horror movies of all kinds: slasher movies, monster movies. If you're into horror at all, especially 80s horror, check this out. They interviewed a lot of high-profile people. Heather Langenkamp's on there. Nice. John Carpenter. Nice. It's awesome. They talk about everything from American Werewolf in London to Firestarter to Night of the Comet. Dude, it's awesome. I thoroughly enjoy it. It's like four hours long. Damn. So you may have to watch it in a couple of settings or just commit an afternoon to it but it's so totally worth it. it's four hours of of 80s horror goodness Sweet. the other thing i did i've been kind of busy on the streaming services this week mm-hmm. um i watched a couple of movies by a uh, korean director named joko anwar i watched a movie called in which was really really good it's about a girl that uh is orphaned, but then she finds out that apparently there's some big-ass house in her native village that her family owned that she can make some money on, so her and a friend try to go. They find out the village is cursed. Um, all the babies in the village are, for like the last 20 years have been born without skin, and they've just been killing the kids. Wow. And they all believe she's the fault of the curse, and, yeah, it goes, it breaks down from there. Damn. The other one I watched by the same director was called Satan. That one was from 2019. Uh, I also watched one called Satan's Slaves, which was from 2017. Mm-hmm. Another family-oriented uh, horror movie. The mom is really sick. I'm, I'm not sure if she has cancer or what. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's cancer, but she's she was a popular pop singer like 20 years before this. And then she gets really sick, and the family's running out of money. And then she dies, and there's a father... Uh, so there's the mom, the father, a really older sister, and two younger brothers. Mm-hmm. And the mom dies, and all hell breaks loose. Like, all of a sudden, there's ghosts and evil spirits in the house. And oh, find out her mom was kind of mixed up in some evil shit oh. because she couldn't have kids. So she made a deal with somebody so she could have some kids. And now they want one of the kids, and there's a lot of crazy shit that goes on. This movie came out in 2017. I really enjoyed it because it doesn't end how you expect. Damn. The ending is actually really, really, like, fucked up. Like, Rosemary's Baby ending fucked up, if you've ever seen Rosemary's Baby. Um, I highly recommend both of these movies. You don't have to watch them in any specific order. They're just by the same director. I really like his directing style. I'm definitely going to check out more of his stuff. Um, but I kind of had a uh, Asian horror movie marathon because when after I watched those two movies, I watched another movie called The Wailing. Uh, the Wailing was released in 2016. Uh, it's another Korean movie. Um, the director's name is Na Hong Go. Um, this movie is about two hours and 30 minutes long, and if you're going to watch it, you need to commit yourself to it. Damn. Because it's not a movie that you're going to want to stop in the middle of. 
Um, it took me three days to watch it, and I was sick of stopping. Every time I wanted to stop, I was like, I don't want to stop, but I have to. Damn. Because a lot of times, I don't, unless it's the weekend, if it's a weeknight, once we make dinner and get everybody settled in and all that, we can sit down. If we're lucky, we can get a movie in, but usually we don't make it through a movie. Like, we start a movie, and then we start falling asleep. Right. And we're like, oh, we're going to have to finish this tomorrow, or sometimes it's two days later. Um, but I had to watch this, but I was so entranced with it. I kept going, like... The one day, as soon as I walked home from work, I didn't even come up here. I sat down downstairs, like, turned the TV on, and started it again. Damn. And I was trying to, you know, try to get through it. Um, this movie is about a cop who is tracking down this Japanese man that everyone is convinced is causing people to go crazy and get boils all over their body and die. And uh, then his daughter ends up with a spirit inside her and he calls a shaman and the shaman comes and then they're trying to fight the evil guy and then there's a whole twist at the end that you're like oh shit a lot of people i read the reviews on this online a lot of people were very very upset with the ending of the movie because mm-hmm. you really don't get much closure it's it's just oh. like one of those a bunch of fucked up shit happened and oh shit roll credits you know what i mean so i really i dig that though i don't like the standard formula of protagonist is introduced protagonist falls in love protagonist comes up with a problem he must work through or learn something about himself the uh anti you know the bad antagonist. guy yeah the antagonist shows up the bad guy shows up he's going to beat the protagonist he, very very close to beating the protagonist and then the protagonist for some reason reaches down or looks into the eyes of his lover or reaches deep down and finds the strength to come up and and succeed and the good guy win everybody happy ending yay this is not that kind of movie dude this is not that yeah this is a great movie i like this it was suspenseful it was kind of a mystery it was almost like a mystery like a a cop melodrama mystery with a supernatural element just all kind of wrapped around it like a corn dog nice corn dogs dogs. (laughs) so i would highly recommend it um it's a little bit of a it's I don't even want to say it's a slow burn because right when you think it's going to be a slow burn, something else fucked up happens. You're like, what the fuck? So I really enjoyed it, and I'm actually glad I bought it. I bought this movie on Voodoo, believe nice. it or not, like three months ago because it was one of those. They, Voodoo knows exactly how to get me now. They're like, $4.99, weekend horror sale. All these titles are $4.99. So I can go through, and if I see something that looks interesting, I'm like, dude, it's five bucks. It's I'll five check bucks. it out. So I actually bought that for four ninety nine because it looked. I love Asian horror. I, I, it's probably, probably my favorite. Really? Yes, because it's so different than American horror, and I'm never fully satisfied with an American horror movie that's remade from an Asian horror movie. The Asian one is always better. Gotcha. Whether you're talking about The Grudge or The Ring or The Eye, um, Dark Water, like we were just talking about. I like both movies, but the Japanese one is far superior to the American one. And I don't know if it's just because it's a different country and I don't fully yeah, I grasp I everything ask, that's you're say like, you all think the whatever. Culture, or I think it's a it's... cultural thing. It just seems spookier to me because I'm unfamiliar with the culture to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a part like in um, The Satan Slave. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like Indonesian or Korean is what it says on the, uh, on the IMDb. Uh-huh. But their bathroom is, there's a big well where they draw their water from. Mm -hmm. And that's also their bathroom. That's also where they go to the bathroom. And I was like, that's really weird. It's contaminated. And then it was funny because it was the same way in um, 
in Pedagore, when they went to the village, they went to this big room in the house where there was a big well that they drew water from, and that's where the bathroom was too. So I don't, I don't know. It's I don't know. It's weird, but yeah. There's something about it though. Something about the ambiance of it, or the just the the way it feels. I don't know. I, it always seems better to me, and maybe it's because I have to concentrate more because I'm reading subtitles most of the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just I love Japanese horror. I love uh, '70s era and early '80s era Italian horror. I was gonna say a I thought, lot, I thought a Ita- lot, I, a lot. I promise you, I was gonna say I thought Italian was like you. I love Italian horror too. Well, I that's love the spicy meat, the Yes, it is. <laughs> you get some Dario Argento, some Lucio Fulci going. I am in. Uh, one more thing I wanted to do real quick, um, and I apologize that we didn't do this last week because this would have been the time to do it, but we didn't broadcast last week. So. Uh, one of our loyal listeners had a birthday. Nice. And he didn't ask me to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway because he's very active on our group and on the page. And Sweet. I know that he's like following us very closely. Mark Constable, happy birthday. I'm sorry it's late. Right. Um, yeah, there you go. Happy birthday to you. This is my birthday month. Oh, and shit. my birthday is on the 18th. Uh-huh. So next week, we're doing one of my favorite movies. I'm not going to give it away yep, yet. Give it, yep, yep, but yep. if you listen, you're going to know, like, three titles are going to come to your head. Well, it's either this, this, or this. Mm-hmm. But keep listening. We'll tell you at the end what it is, as always. And um, let's get into this shit. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's, without further ado. 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 Wee wee, ado. But anyway, um... Let's go ahead now. We're going to do something here. I don't know what we're doing yet because I'm, dude. I'm a little off. I'm not gonna lie. This, no, it look. This it heat's is, got me kind of. It is definitely one of those. Again, it's been melancholy for me for the last two weeks too. So right. It is oh fucking k. If you guys are feeling the same way and you want to tell us about it, maybe we'll do a segment like Ask Jasperino. Right. Or Ask the Legacy. Yeah. Maybe we can give you some. My girlfriend broke up with me. What do we do? And like, well, you know. Life ain't nothing, bitches and money. Right. Anyway, but right now, we're going to do a little thing we like to call. The The Tale of the the Tape. In which I will be reading the back of the VHS tape that we are going to preview for you today. This time it's Evil Dead. The ultimate experience in grueling terror. Ever present, ever listening, the evil dead lie in wait for the one ancient incantation that will give them license to possess the living. Watch in horror as five vacationing college students unwittingly resurrect these slumbering demons and are forced into battle with supernatural fortunes that occupy the forest and dark bowers of man's domain. The innocent must suffer, the guilty must be punished. One by one, the students are possessed by these demons whose thirst for vengeance is insatiable. As the night wanes, only one man remains, Ash. He must now defend himself while trying to uncover the horrible secret of the evil dead. The evil dead will pull scream after scream from the base of your spine and from the depths of your soul. Evil Dead. 
I flubbed something there. I mispronounced. It was forces and forest. Forces. Forces. It was forest. It was forces and forest because no, they were so close No, it was forest together. and bowers. Oh. No, it was actually before that. No, well, that was flubbed too because I caught it right away. Like, no, forest and bowers. Forces. Oh, forces. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. It was, um, I don't know. Forces. It was like forces. And they occupy the forest and dark bowers of man's domain. I don't. Honestly, know what a dark bower is? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I automatically thought of Twenty Four. Jack Bauer. I used to, <laughs> dude. I was so into that show. I used to answer my phone. Jack Bauer. <laughs> I okay. So we used to talk about the X Files. Like I wouldn't answer the phone uh-huh. when the X Files was on. Would not answer the phone if if Twenty Four was on. That was the only other show I did that with. Damn. Because I was, dude. I every season on DVD downstairs. And I will watch the whole thing again someday. Dude, yeah, Jack Bowers was a badass. He was my hero for a while. Hero. And they say that a hero can save us. <laughs> Not going to stand here and wait. That's a good tie-in because that was the theme from Spider-Man. Right. With Tobey Maguire that we talked about last week. Toby, Toby, Toby. I went back and listened to it. and I, Because I, I go back and listen to the podcast to kind of mm-hmm. critique us and... I'm listening for sound quality and trying to balance out these microphones and make sure I'm not eating it and yelling and blowing everybody's earbuds out. And I apologize. Um, but I was trying to remember uh, Tom Holland's name, and I couldn't. And right. you were like, well, I think Spider-Man automatically. And I was like, don't do it. You were like, Tobey Maguire. And I was like, it's not Tobey Maguire. <laughs> when I listened to it again, oh, my God, I was laughing. It was really funny. It's not Tobey Maguire. But Sam Raimi, who directed Evil Dead, did those Spider-Man movies. And it's funny because they're talking about the low budget of this movie and the trivia. Later on in his career, years and years later, he did Spider-Man 3 for like $350 million. And at the time, it was the most expensive movie ever made. And then you think about it and you're like, they spent that much money on this steaming pile of shit. Yes. You're, you're like, dang, his, his first movie was bubblegum and fucking band-aids. Dude, I actually enjoyed the first one. The second <laughs> one was tolerable. By the time I got to three, I was mad because I was excited that they were going to introduce Venom. Right. And then the way they did it, I was so disenfranchised with it. I was like... That, and, and it was it was such a, you know, like, bromancy bullshit, like... Oh, yeah, between like, him and what's-his-face. Uh, Franco... Uh, James Franco. I was like, man, this is. And then the whole what it was, Sandman and the Hobgoblin, right. or blah blah. blah. Didn't they bring the Rhino out in the end of one of them. Yeah, and it was it was uh, what's his name? Fuck, 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 bald guy uh, from. Damn it! I can picture his face. Uh, um, uh, girl oh, in the man. water. What? The chick, uh, uh, Lady in the Water. Lady in the Water? Yeah, the, that guy. The the M. Night Shyamalan movie? Yeah, I can't think of his name. I, I, fuck, um, fuck, 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 fuck. I don't know either. Dang it, I can't I'm, uh, and it, it, You know what's funny? And it's I want to tell you this up. too. It's going to pop up. Um, and I'm just like, fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. I've had a couple people message me and be like, yeah, I throw the phone at you guys every week because we're like, <laughs> oh, what was that guy's name? And the funny thing is, uh, like, off air, I could do this shit, like, all day. It is, right. it is fucking ridiculous how easy we can do this. And then we get on the mic and it's like, oh. Uh, it's hard when you stick uh, a mic in your face, you uh, know? 
shit, shit, shit. Dang it. So I, uh, and, and the funny thing is I can picture his face. I'm like um, tragically trying to type here without not saying anything. Paul Giamatti. There we go. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, 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 knew, I knew it started with the P. I just oh, could not think so of it. so funny. If I'm not mistaken, he's the rhino in the... At the end of the movie? At the end of the movie. Yeah, because I typed in who played rhino in the Spider-Man movie, and Paul Giamatti came up, so it had to be him. I'm like, it's a brief, brief, brief. That's so funny. Brief. Oh, my God. Anyway, yeah, people, Spider-Man 3, don't do it. People are fucking, you know... Remember remember in <laughs> Heathers where they were like, teenage suicide, don't do it. Look, they're, that was the song, so now my, <laughs> mine is Spider-Man 3, don't do it. Twilight. Don't watch that don't movie. Don't do it. Now, Spider-Man 3, it's got Tom McGuire in it. <laughs> don't watch it. Look, people are, it seems like it's going to be cool, because Venom's going to be in it, but don't watch that movie. The backbreaker thing over their knee with their oh, phone. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. Why do we do this every week with you? <laughs> I just Sons got a new bitches. phone. It's Paul also, Giamatti. <laughs> I have good news for you. Oh, First shit. off, I wanted to apologize because when it was your birthday, I didn't realize to like the day of. Uh-huh. And had I known, I'd have been like, you should do a birthday pick for your movie for the podcast. Uh-huh. Now we got to wait another year to do that. Right. Because I'm kind of getting a birthday pick now. I feel bad about it. I'm oh, trying to shit. keep things equal here. But um, no worries. On that same thing, though, uh-huh. I've had more than one person tell me that us reviewing the Power Rangers movie would be dope. <laughs> and I'm like, seriously? Like, I didn't. Yeah, it's it's oh, never been a thing shit. for me, so I didn't even think about it. But yeah, a couple of people now have been like, "You guys should totally do the Power Rangers movie." And I was like, "Well, fuck! I guess yeah. we're doing the Power Rangers movie." The funny thing is the 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 one that they tried to do recently. Uh huh. That shit. We I did I I was on another podcast and we did you know a review on it, like right after it came out. Shit, shit, steaming pile. Spider Man three, don't do it. <laughs> shit, like. So you'll have to tell me which one it is, like what year it's from and everything, because I'm gonna have to go like find it on eBay. Ninety five or something. And I'll be like adding that. that to my uh, my collection. Sweet. So there we go. Sweet. <laughs> you ready to do the? Uh, you ready to do the preview on this movie? Yeah. Let's see what see what we got. All right. So I like doing the preview stuff because it's fun to throw those little old ads in there. Right. I found it really... It's funny because we talked a lot about Jesus already on this episode. <laughs> and we're about to delve into some evil shit. Right. So I thought it was funny that um, you'll see when I play it. Um, the preview on this, I, I threw something kind of special in there. Here we go. Hey, fellas, don't fight over that hot dog. There's plenty for everyone. Big, plump, and juicy, wrapped in an oven-fresh bun. Add mustard, relish, ketchup, and go to work. Yes, the hot dogs at our refreshment center are the best you'll find anywhere. Everybody agrees on that. There are words men live by, words of strength, of wisdom, and of peace. We urge you to find the spiritual comfort and guidance we all so greatly need by attending your place of worship regularly. I have seen the dark shadows moving in the woods and I have no doubt that 
whatever I have resurrected through this book is sure to come calling for me. your girlfriend, you take care of her. That's fucked up when he's like, I don't care what happens to her, that's your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, uh, oh, there's five of them. Yep. Clearly there's two couples and one fifth wheel. Right, and that's Ash's sister. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know who the yeah. fuck she was. Because there's actually a part in the movie where she goes, Yeah, that's your sister down here, Ash. Like, she actually says it's his sister. Gotcha. Um, Outside of that, I was like, yeah, it would suck to be the fifth wheel. Right. Like, for sure. It's always rough, too, when you have a trailer that doesn't have the movie guy in it. Right. In a world. You're like, shit. Torn apart by war. (laughs) Two brothers in love with the same woman will find it in their hearts to forgive each other. You know? I think that that title's called Tale of Two Titties. (laughs) (laughs) Ten Inch Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Coming this summer. Luke Wilson. Owen Wilson. Sandra Bullock. In a Spike Lee joint. <laughs> How dare you. <laughs> in a Spike Lee joint. That's hilarious. Anyway. Yeah, it's always weird when there's just there's a lot of visuals, mm-hmm. but on Evil Dead it works because you're hearing pretty much it, your imagination can fill it in. Like I, I'm assuming most people that listen to this podcast have seen these movies, but if you haven't, it's almost like you're hearing the chainsaws and the screaming and the blah blah blah, and it's almost worse than what you would actually find. It's worse than what you would actually see in the movie. Your your imagination's always worse, right? You know. Um, that's why people say more. That's why people say books that turn into movies. The book is always better. Oh yeah, because you made all that shit up in your head. Exactly. You ever read um, the Hellbound Heart? Mm-mm. That's the Clive Barker book that Hellraiser was based off of. Damn, dude, Hellraiser has nothing on that book. Holy <laughs> shit! That those 
there's a trilogy of them, and they I are think, so dark and so freaking twisted. I think they said the same thing about the actual Shining book compared to the movie. Yeah, I've been like, wondering. Um, uh, Stephen King said the fucking he doesn't watch the movie at all. That's funny because they talked about that in the documentary I just mm-hmm. watched that Stephen King doesn't like it at all. They said, uh, it is, especially how crazy it's. How they said he actually. It is. Yeah, they said he actually wrote a screenplay for it. Mm-hmm. Stanley Kubrick read it and just tossed it aside and wrote his own. Damn is what happened. <laughs> Damn. Do you do you do you deem that a success or a failure? Well, it was. Uh, yeah, it, it's a it's a huge cult movie. Super. So I mean, you know, Super. I, I've been wanting to read some of the Stephen King books of the more faint because, like, I read Misery, mm-hmm. I read Gerald's Game, mm-hmm. I read a lot of the the short story anthologies he does. Because uh-huh. Stephen King, to me, sometimes it's a hard read because the guy will literally spend a pair like five paragraphs describing the pin on somebody's shirt. You know, like. Damn. It's so detailed and so intricate. Like, you really gets into your mind. And it's kind of a... I, there's probably a lot of Stephen King fans out there. You guys are bomb. You're my heroes because those books are hard reads for me. Shit. Um, that's why I always like the short story anthologies. Um, the Night Shift was my favorite one. Um, it had a lot of good stories in it. But I've read... Uh, like I said, I read... Uh, what about... He did Thinner, right? Yes. Thinner. Um, I don't know <laughs> if that was ever a book or not there was something about thinner that made it different than those Stephen king movies and i can't think of what it was but i've read a few of them but the big ones i've never read i've never mm-hmm. read it gotcha i've never well i've started it several times um mm-hmm. the stand is oh my god that book is so long so um, you gotta think the fucking movie if i'm not yeah. mistaken is broken down into two vhs yes yes i love i have it i That's love that movie it's awesome but i want to read um like i'd like to read uh the Shining. Right. I'd like to read Pet Cemetery because I've start I started Pet Cemetery like in seventh grade, mm-hmm. and I've never gotten farther than like three or five chapters in each time, and I just need to sit down and do it. Um, but yeah, I just I, I I need to get back to reading too. Is something I've been wanting to do. It's like a goal I'm setting for myself because gotcha. I used to constantly. All of my kids are readers uh-huh. because growing up, me and their mom, we always had a book in our face. Gotcha. We were always reading. I um. Yeah, I, shelves and shelves. Of, we, at one time, we had a whole wall in our house that was just bookshelves. Damn. We had hundreds and hundreds of books, and we'd read all of them. Damn. And then we've had to downsize and everything else. But, yeah, I love reading books, and I don't know where I lost that sometime over the past few years. I don't do it as much as I used to. When I was riding the bus, dude, I was reading I was reading a couple books a week. Fuck around and miss your bus stop. Yeah, because I had nothing better to do than read. It, it's, so, it's nice when you don't have anything else to do, mm-hmm. you know, but... Uh, yeah, I got to get back to reading. So one thing, speaking of reading, mm-hmm. let's segue into this. We are still doing our secret message contest. Oh, yes, we are. And we are moving into, what is this? I think this is four episode. Or five. This is number four, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, so without further ado, let's, uh, let's you- talk about that a little bit. The following is a special message and public service announcement from the 700 Tapes Podcast. Please listen carefully.
Now, tonight's Thursday night, and that means club night for all you new 1936 members of Annie's Secret Society. Hell yeah, that's So get me. your pencils and paper ready for an important secret message in Annie's 1936 Mystery Radio Code. Sweet. Are you all set? First, remember, we give you the code key. Tonight's secret message is coming in the A13 code. A13. Did you get that? Yep. A13 yep, I got is it. the special code key for tonight's secret message. All right. So write A13 down on your paper now paper. so you remember it. And here A13. we go with the secret message itself. First all right. word. All right, all right. 19. 19. 5. 5. 21. 21. 15. 15. 2. 2. 9. 9. 6. 6. 10. 10. 8. 8. 21. 21. Second word. 13. 13. 20. 20. 20. 20. 6. 6. 23. 23. 2. 2. 1. 1. 15. Third 15. word. 15. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. wait, thir- wait 13. 15. Wait, fif- 15. Fourth and last word. Fuck. 17. Seven, 17. 9. 9. 6. Six. Twenty-three. Oh, my God. Twenty-three. Fourteen. Fourteen. Two. That's all. Right. And that was another secret message in Annie's awesome. Mystery Radio okay. Code. Can and I all decoder. you 1936 members who have your super decoder pins word. and secret books I got can it. figure I got it out right book. away. Just set your super decoder at A13, A13. the I got way it. I told I you before I read the message. All right, I'm going to do this And right it'll now. figure the whole thing out for you automatically. 22. And say, if you haven't sent in for your 1936 membership and are missing out on all the fun of decoding these secret messages that are coming so often from Annie now, don't wait any longer. Get it go. First word. Go. Okay. Second word. F U go. Fuck, Annie, you're dirty. Okay, what's third word here? Y O U. Carry the three. Sixteen. Uh, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. What the? F- you know what, Annie? You little wide-eyed midget-looking. You go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Man, I drank all that goddamn Ovaltine. You know what? We ain't going to do this to you at 700 Taste Podcast. We ain't going to give you no stupid go fuck yourself message from some girl that doesn't have sense to have fucking eyeballs in her eyes. Here's what you do. If you need to be part of our secret message contest, again, go to your local Circle K Grab a four loco off the shelf. You put that four loco in a box. Make sure you wrap it in some bubble wrap so it doesn't get too shaken up. You send that to the 700 Taste Podcast, care of Jasperino, P.O. Box A, Santa Ana, California, 90210, and you will be entered immediately into the secret word contest. Back to you, Roman. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Back to you, Roman, in the studio. All right. I would just like to thank all the people that have sent in their four locos. Oh, man. Man. It's yeah. loco up here. It's, it's four loco. <laughs> oh, wait. That's five locos now. <laughs> <laughs> We've been enjoying them very much. Thank you for sending those in. You have been entered into the contest. I'm not going to say you get preferential treatment, but if you send us shit, you know. Now, that's actually not a real address. Well, it is a real address, but if you send a four loco there, you're sending it to the Trinity Broadcasting Network. And I don't think the zip code's right anyway, so there's my, <laughs> there's my plug on that. So, um, 
we have the next word in our contest. And if you guys haven't been following along, we're having a contest where each episode we're giving you a word to a sentence. You're going to write that word down, and when you get all of the words to the sentence, it's going to be scrambled. You have to put the words together to make the sentence. Once you get the sentence put together, you're going to email the sentence to me at 700tapes at gmail.com, and then everybody that sends it in, we're going to pick a winner, and you're going to get a prize pack um, with a bunch of really cool stuff in it that Roman and I put together. Hell yes. So... We revealed a couple episodes ago that one of the things that are going to be in that price pack is a bunch of VHS tapes that I had already copies of. Damn right. Roman had gifted me some tapes. I want to keep those because they're special because they were given to me. Sweet. So I'm taking my copies of those tapes, which include Blade, Terminator 1 and 2, uh, um, that Kevin Bacon ghost movie. Yes, uh, uh, Stir of Echoes. Stir, Stir of Echoes. Stir of Echoes. Um, and those are all going in the box for the prize. I've also What's got some crazy. Box? Yeah. What's in the box? You may box? get. You may fuck around and get Gwyneth Paltrow's head. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Well, some Kevin Spacey type shit. Right. I got. Uh, never mind. I was going to say something dirty. <laughs> Brad Pitt got lots of head from Gwyneth Paltrow, but. <laughs> Anyway, he that's probably he was like, I got an idea for this movie we're doing. <laughs> it's only like two seconds. What's you know, in the but, box? But it's, you I know. got a dick in the box. Dick in the box. <laughs> you put a hole in that box. box. <laughs> you put your junk in that box. Yeah. <laughs> now you got a dick in the box. <laughs> so dick in the box is not the next word. I've been saving this oh. word for a special occasion. Okay. And this is that special occasion because we're watching Evil Dead starring Bruce Campbell. Mm-hmm. So the word for today, get ready to write this down. The word is groovy. 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 We've gone back a little bit. Yeah. You know, right. Bruce Campbell. Groovy. Or Austin Powers, whatever you want to say. But Bruce Campbell the coolest. Groovy. I have a cool Bruce Campbell story real quick. Hell you yeah, hear hell it? yeah, hell yeah. So a few years ago, uh, I think it was 2016, we went to a film festival in L.A. Nice. And that was when the Evil Dead series was on. Mm-hmm. And Sunday night, we were there to watch um, um, The Beyond. Okay. They were screening The Beyond with the composer that wrote the score and his orchestra below the screen playing the score to the movie as we watched it. That's badass. It's freaking amazing. If you go, that's the poster that's hanging in the bathroom. That's uh-huh. from, It's signed by the entire orchestra. That's badass. That's what that's from. It was really cool. But to be there that night, it was a Sunday night, you were going to miss the season premiere of the second season of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew this was going to happen. We're sitting there waiting for the movie to start. Fucking Bruce Campbell walks into the movie theater. Damn. And he's like, hey, and he's got his like Old Spice suit on. It's uh-huh. so freaking cool. Like the, 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 <laughs> the dinner. Yeah, no, like the uh, the smoking suit type thing. Oh. It looks so cool. I got pictures of it somewhere. <laughs> I need to find him and post them on Instagram. But he was like, you guys are here watching this movie and you're going to miss the, the season premiere of Season two of Ash vs. Evil Dead. What's up with that? He goes, well, we figured, since you were dedicated enough to come here, we're going to go ahead and show you the first episode of season two. So we got to watch the first episode of season two of Ash vs. Evil Dead 
on screen with Bruce Campbell. It's bad. It was freaking awesome. And uh, unfortunately, he took off after that. I was like, oh, my God, if I can get an autograph right now, I'm going to lose my shit. But there was never an opportunity to do that. So I did not get an autograph. But I literally was about 50 feet away from him. Damn. Because I was sitting pretty close to the front. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's freaking awesome because Bruce Campbell's been kind of a hero of mine since I was. Okay, I don't know. We're going to take you way back. How many of you remember The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr.? Well, damn. That was a TV series from like 1987 or 88. It, it wasn't even, it was like eight episodes maybe. <laughs> but it was a Western. Bruce Campbell was Briscoe County Jr. And it was a comedy. It was freaking amazing. But um, yeah. Damn. Uh, and then he also played, we're going to talk about this a little more in the trivia, Autolycus from uh, Xena, Warrior Princess, and also in Hercules. Yes. Which were Sam Raimi shows, directed by Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi also went on to marry Lucy Lawless that played Xena, Warrior Zena. Princess. Damn. Yes. I did not know that. Yep. I fucking love Hercules and Xena. Oh, I do too. I love those shows. Fucking Freaking uh, Kevin Sorbo. Yep. Even though, like he did, I tried to watch, uh, what is it, Andromeda? What yeah, it? I couldn't get into that show. Yeah, it was... Uh, it's it's Hercules in space, <laughs> right? It's 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 so hard because he got typecasted as that character. You can't see him as anything he, I'm else. I'm like, I, I know he tried to do what God is not dead or something like that. Like, I I didn't see those. I couldn't like to be honest. I couldn't. Kevin Sorbo is fucking Hercules, right? Like, even uh, Lucy Lawless, she was in um, uh, what is the Spartacus. I still look at her and I'm like, oh yeah, that's fucking Xena. <laughs> she has blonde hair. Even though she Xena. has blonde hair and she shows her boobies. Yeah, I'm like that is <laughs> Xena. I promise you that. I I promise you it is that. It's like <laughs> she showed her tits. Right, that's so funny. <laughs> I used to be on that shit when I was younger. Mm-hmm. You could make you could tell me any um, any actress, and I could tell you which. Oh, you episode were... or which movies they were in where they were topless or nude oh so you were what what is that called mr skins or whatever i guess i was yeah before then yeah oh <laughs> uh, wasn't he like xerxes in that wasn't that his name xerxes um i don't know no autoclus um, right there autolycus yeah autolycus yeah i just want to make sure i said autolycus earlier right uh, sure. i wanted to make sure i didn't say eolus because eolus was hercules's was... The, Hercules's sidekick. Yeah. But Bruce Campbell played Autolycus, and I want to make sure I said that, because sometimes I go back and listen again, mm-hmm. and I say something stupid, like, not Aww. realizing it, and I'm like, did I really just say that? A couple episodes ago, I was like, John Saxon, he was <laughs> Nancy's mom in Nightmare on Elm Street. I funny, the funny thing is I didn't, I didn't point it out, but yeah, you said yeah. mom, and I was like, oh, okay. Because sometimes yeah. my mouth yeah. just gets moving. So yeah. Roman's my boy. I got to okay, <laughs> share this story. You're my dog. Right, right. You're my right-hand man. Right, he right. keeps me on track. Okay. <laughs> I did some fucked up to shit, some fucked up shit to Roman two weeks ago. And we're going to talk about it right now because we're bearing our souls. Bearing souls. We're going to go ahead and do this. Roman, you guys probably don't know this, but he is a man of many talents. Many, many. Um, do you do Reiki too? Um, I, it's energy work, so I can. Right. So on top can. of. Doing bomb ass shirts and mm-hmm. caps and mm-hmm. sandals mm-hmm. and all the other apparel stuff that you do, bags, masks. He also does, he teaches a line dancing class. Uh-huh. If you want to get on that, he can give you a plug on it, I guess. 
Um, when do you do them? Um, so I, I line dance from uh, two to four on Saturdays. It's a, it's at a place called Cite's. Um It's all urban line dancing. Hell yeah. Um, so it's pretty cool. If you find him on Facebook, you can find more information on that. Or you can, yes. You can message him or whatever. Yes. Uh, to find out if you want Roman to teach you how to line dance, he can. Mm-hmm. And this ain't no Billy Ray Cyrus shit. This no. is down and dirty. Damn right. Urban line dancing. So Ooh. on top of that, he also what? Okay, so you do. What is it? Is it chiropractic? Work no, so I'm, it? I, I'm I'm actually a massage therapist by trade. There you go, massage therapist. Yes, because if you were gonna say a uh, <laughs> masseuse, or yeah. you know, that has a sexual connotation behind it. Right. So that means there's no happy endings. Yes. No happy. I just want to clarify that right now. The story I'm going to tell does not include a happy ending. <laughs> So we found this out because um, one night my girl was like, oh, my back, it's kind of bothering me. And Roman was like, I could pop your back. Just lay on the floor. I'm like, okay, cool. So he popped her back and it sounded good. So I was like, can you pop my back too? And he popped my back and I hadn't felt that good in years. Like he put a bunch of shit back in, in place. I think that was out of place. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Unfortunately, though, for poor Roman now, every time he comes <laughs> over, he gets hit up. Can you pop my back? Yeah. We had that month off, like we didn't do anything for like a month, uh-huh. and my girl was straight up mad at me. She's like, "When's Roman come back? back?" She was looking more forward to seeing him <laughs> than I was. I think she just wanted to get her back pop. So got some people that get real medieval on that, ass. right? <laughs> so the last time when we did, uh, what was the last episode we did? Uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, it was. <laughs> it wasn't speed. It was after speed. It was uh, Ninja Turtles. There we go. We did Ninja Turtles, and as soon as we turned the mics <laughs> off, I was like, "Dude, can you pop my back real quick?" So he popped Rose back first, and I laid down so he could pop my back, and I got all situated. <laughs> he fucking cracks my back, and no lie, I fucking farted right in his face. <laughs> And then he, he laughs. He's like, it's all right. And then he goes, he moves farther down my back, does it. And I fucking did it again. Oh, my God. He fucking crop dusted me twice. Oh, my God. And it wasn't a little, it wasn't a little, it was a, like, I don't even know where it came from. Like, from I would usually would make soul. sure, like, I didn't have any gas in there because I don't want that to happen. And he, I was so embarrassed and he was laughing. Everybody was laughing. He was like. What'd you say? Like, it happens more often than you think? Yes, or what? Oh, my is, God. It is so funny because, uh, you know, in, in all honesty, it's one of those things where it's it's a part of life. You know, it's right. better out than in kind of thing. Better out than <laughs> in, I always say. <laughs> it was funny, though. So it, that was my moment of embarrassment oh, with shit. Roman. That oh, my God. hilarious. And you guys have now understanding the inner workings of jasperino's bowels i feel like i feel like we kind of reached another level on our friendship that day somehow like it, it drew us a little closer god damn it jasper my mouth is open <laughs> my mouth is open and everything downwind Fuck. god damn it so, yeah. oh it hurts the shame of my name right so there you go like you ain't got a friend if you ain't farting on him oh shit Anyway, that was hilarious. It was. I, I promise you, it was like if the mics were on, you guys would have been like, "What in the hell was that?" Right. It was definitely a rumble in the jungle. I was almost wishing we had done it on the mic because that actually would have made it a lot funnier. I think. Oh shit! Oh my god! 
Oh my gosh, hilarious! So anyway, I mean, there's a couple. I think there's a. I think there's a. Uh, I don't. Okay, look this up. We're we're not politicking here, but it's funny. I got to say it. There's a, a Joe Biden interview where he totally farts during the interview <laughs> and tries to pass off like nothing happened, and it's fucking hysterical. Oh, shit. Anyway. <clears throat> Good old Joe. So, uh... Talk about evil, Joe, Joe Blow. <laughs> evil Dead. Evil Dead. Yes. That's what we're doing today. Mm-hmm. I think we covered everything that we usually cover. We did our previews. We did our tale of tape. We did our... Gave you the secret word. If you don't know what those other words are, you got to go back and listen because we're not going to tell you. Nope. The other thing is the rule I forgot to mention is do not send the sentence until you have all the words because some of you are going to finish figure this out before you get all the words. Do not send it in until you have all the words because it won't count. So just make sure that you have all the words before you email me at 700tapespodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. So Evil Dead was released in 1981. It was actually made in 1970, between 1979 and 1981. It was released, I think, in theaters in April of 1983. There was a lot of stuff around it. It has an NC-17 rating. Wow. So the BBG meter is going to be off the charts here for the the blood and guts, not so much on the boobs. I think there might have been one set of boobs in this movie through a window or something. Mm -hmm. Um but that's it. Oh, there's two. No, 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 no. I'll tell you when. Oh, okay. you're right. You're there's right. Two. We'll get to that part. Sweet. So this movie stars Bruce Campbell as Ash, uh, Ellen Sandweiss as Cheryl, Richard DeManincor as Scott, and Betsy Baker as Linda, and Teresa Tilly as Shelley. Those are your five cast members. So, an interesting note, two of these characters, Richard D. Manincor and Teresa Tilly, did this movie under assumed names of Hal Deltrick and Sarah York because they did this, they were part of the actors' union and they were doing this outside the union and they didn't want to get in trouble. So, they did this under different names. There's not a lot of, there's literally five characters in this movie. That's all you ever see. You don't see anybody else, which I think was really cool. It's very, very cool. Um, one thing I want to cover here, as we look at this cast on IMDb, there's a lot of actors and actresses here that are credited as fake shemp. Yeah, I was going to ask, what the fuck is that? Okay, so fake shemp is when you have an actor, a different actor fill in for the main actor in the role Mm -hmm. for doing something else. Like, for a lot of this, it was because... When they were in the demon makeup, it was no longer the actors. It was another actor, so it was the fake shimp. Gotcha. Fake shimp is a term that was actually coined by Sam Raimi, and it's a reference to the Three Stooges because shimp died suddenly in 1955, and they had to use double actors to fill in parts that he hadn't filmed in a couple of movies yet. Damn. So it was kind of like with Bruce Lee when Bruce Lee died and with Mm -hmm. Brandon Lee also in The Crow. But they had to bring in a fake shimp. (laughs) I I can dig it. So. I can definitely dig it. This movie um, cost $350,000 to make. I grossed in the USA $2.4 million and worldwide $2.8. That's actually really good on a $350,000 budget. Especially then. Well, this was a shoestring budget put together mm-hmm. by Sam Raimi, Rob Tappert, and Bruce Campbell. 
because they were all high school buddies and they'd been making Super 8 movies for a long time. They'd been making little movie shorts and stuff. This was going to be the first feature film. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it said in the trivia even at one point, uh, Bruce Campbell... Um, took a second mortgage out on like his parents' house or something to Damn. to help finish paying for the movie. Yeah, and they had called in a lot of um, like in the local area where they were filming. Mm-hmm. They called a lot of businesses, businesses and stuff, trying to drum up money to finish the movie. Like we're making a movie here; it's going to put you on the map. Blah blah blah. Right. And a lot of them didn't give money, but they did give them free food and gas and stuff like that for the actors, which really helped them in production, which I thought was cool. That's badass. So, um, couple things on this movie. Um, the original script called for all the characters to be smoking marijuana when they're listening to the tape of the, you know, the guy. <laughs> the actors decided to try this for real, and the entire scene had to be later reshot due to their uncontrollable behavior. <laughs> That's funny. It's pretty funny. Um, at the end of the day of shooting, Bruce Campbell would return home in the back of a pickup truck because he was covered in fake blood from head to toe. Damn. This is a serious, serious what movie. I, what I wanted to know was who was the guy actually on the recording? Oh, I can tell you. Nice. That's on here. Um, it was the guy. Let me, uh, I'm going to have to scroll down here to it. Let me let me read you a couple other ones. I'll work my way down. Gotcha. Um when there wasn't any filming, Bruce Campbell would actually help out with the crew in prepping shots and props around the set. That's kind of cool. Um, the opening sequence of the evil moving over the pond was achieved by having Bruce Campbell push Sam Raimi in a dinghy whilst he filmed the shot. <laughs> Dang. <clears throat> Bruce Campbell was pretty hands-on with this shit. Yeah, because they were all buddies. And what I really love about this movie is it's all... And the reason a lot of horror fans are into this movie it's mm-hmm. all practical effects mm-hmm. it's low budget it's shoestring as fuck it's mm-hmm. shoestring as you can possibly get the parts where they're the the demons moving through the forest mm-hmm. that was bruce campbell and sam raimi with the camera bolted to two by fours and they were on each side of it and they ran through the forest and they just played it back faster oh. it's freaking cool um it took forever for this film to come out in Germany. Uh, the film was released in theater and on video the same day to avoid problems with the censorship boards. It was banned soon afterwards, but dominated the top 10 for the few weeks of its release. The ban was lifted in July 2016 Damn. after Sony Pictures Home Entertainment's lawyers convinced three German courts to revise decisions on at least five different movie bans. Damn. 2016. This thing was an underground gem in Europe because of this. Like, they were all just copies and copies and copies. Um, on the tape in which the demon resurrection passages are read aloud, some of the words spoken, which appear to be Latin, sound like Sam and Rob, Das ist Hikers, Dan, die Roadster, which means Sam and Rob are the hitchhikers on the road, as it was actually Sam Raby and Rob Tappert who play the fishermen that wave to the cars it passes in the beginning of the film. I thought that was cool. Um, the tape recorder found in the cabin belonged to Bruce Campbell's father. And um, I'm trying to find... It was the guy from... Uh, he was a really kind of uppity actor that did the, uh, the voice on the recording. Um, it says right oh, there. The voice of the professor on the tape recording is that of American Movie Classics host Bob Dorian. Nice. So that was... Remember that? American Movie Classics. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of cool. AMC. Yep. 
<laughs> but he was kind. He's kind of a classic film actor. That's why it's so cool that this guy right here, Bob Dorian. I I would have thought it would it would have been um, you know Sam Raimi or somebody actually yeah, because right. it's such a hands y kind of thing you know so it it would only make sense to be someone in house but it's cool it's not you know yep. Ash's last name is never mentioned throughout the entire Evil Dead trilogy, though Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell did toy with calling him Ashley J. Williams and Ash Holt, the latter revealing how Sam viewed the character of Ash. Ash Holt. Asshole. Yeah, it's funny. Never a bigger asshole than in uh, Army of Darkness. Oh, my God. You found me beautiful once. Baby, you got real ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Dead chickens were stabbed to replicate the sounds of mutilated flesh, and Bruce Campbell had to scream into a microphone for several hours. Damn. Yeah. So, um, because of the low budget, contact lenses as thick as glass had to be applied to the actors to achieve the demonic eyes effect. The lenses took 10 minutes to apply and could only be left in for about 15 minutes because the eyes could not breathe with them applied. Bruce Campbell later commented that to get the effect of wearing these lenses, they had to put Tupperware over their eyes. Damn. Um, that was the same way um, a lot of the the eye effects were done in the 80s, like with Fright Night and the Lost Boys mm-hmm. and a lot of the vampire movies. Mm-hmm. It was those glass contacts, and they were just killer. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland, talking about the Lost Boys, said it was the worst part of filming for him was having to put those stupid things in because you couldn't see while you were doing it either, and you had to act like you could see shit, and you couldn't. Damn. So that's kind of cool. Damn. Uh, Betsy Baker lost her eyelashes in the process of removing her face mold. <laughs> When Ash reaches for the necklace on the floor of the cabin, it forms the shape of a skull. I thought that was pretty cool. So, did you see the remake, the Evil Dead remake? I did not. You've never seen it? Mm-mm. I actually watched that. Yeah, like you said, like three weeks ago. A couple weeks like ago. Um, which was cool because it kind of, you know, as far as remakes go, and I think we touched on this a little you said bit the, before. The car is still there. So the car not- was, yeah. And it was actually. Um, given the blessing by Bruce Campbell because he had to do that because this movie is so coveted and so loved he knew nobody, it was going to be like Friday or Nightmare on Elm Street right everybody was just going this is trash this is trash Bruce Campbell actually had to come out and say I give my blessing on this movie I think it's going to be great and then everybody was like because we're all lemmings oh mm-hmm. well Bruce Campbell said it was going to be good I'm going to check it out <laughs> <laughs> I tell you if there is one guy that has a cult following as an actor it's fucking Bruce Campbell for sure, and, absolutely. And you got to think it—it—it it, it, it spans decades. You know, yeah, because this is eighty-one. Yep. You know, that's dude, and he made a lot of cool movies too. There's one called I Am Bruce where he plays himself. Oh yeah, I, have I, you I seen remember. that? It's kind of like Galaxy Quest, right, right, right. Where they think that well, we'll just get Bruce Campbell to come save us, and there was this big Japanese demon samurai <laughs> god, and he finally figures out it's real. He's like, "Fuck you, people!" He actually there's a part where he actually jacks an old lady's car, like throws her out of the car, it's and like, the little old lady and takes it. Um, he did a bunch of like purposely low budget films that were really good, like The Man with Two Brains. And shit like that. Just really, really fun stuff. If you're into Bruce Campbell, check that out. There's an alien one, too, and I can't remember what it's called, but it's got Renee O'Connor in it, who played um, 
Gabrielle from Xena. Oh. So they're in it together. It's actually really good. It's cheesy special effects is I don't know what, but it's a fun movie because it's Bruce Campbell. So with uh, in this movie, I thought one of the girls was uh, the the mother from The Shining. I kept looking like that's not her though. That's no, her. that well, no, that was um, no. She's a really famous actress. I was like, that's and not now her. I can't think of her name. God damn it, Shelley Duvall. That was Shelley Duvall. Gotcha. And oh my god, in the movie, so the movie The Shining, mm-hmm. which I recently um, on Voodoo they had. Red Ram. Red have you Ram. you've heard you know about Doctor Sleep, right? Yes. That so, the character is the kid from The Shining. So, because uh, did you see it? The that's the one with. Um, uh, Obi Wan, right? Doesn't think, he play the? Oh, is he in it? I don't the, know. Well, here's he here's what actor, I know. Because right? I was out of movies for a little while. Mm-hmm. I recently bought The Shining and Doctor Sleep because I want to watch them in order. Mm-hmm. I want to watch both of them, and I haven't watched Shining in a while. So, but Shelley Duvall in The Shining, I could not wait for him to kill her because she made <laughs> the stupidest, most pathetic faces. But it was good. It worked for the role, right? Like, and they said I read somewhere she was actually terrified because they didn't tell her half the shit Jack Nicholson was going to do before he did it. So half the time, those looks of terror on her face are real because she had no idea what was coming. They said they they did the same thing with um, with it. The, the remake, uh-huh. the kids. Oh yeah, I, yeah. Oh, that's the other thing I watched this week. Um, I watched it chapter two, which I hadn't seen yet. Nice. I kind of wish I'd have waited a little longer. You didn't like it? I was disappointed. No, it was. I thought the first one was amazing. Mm-hmm. I thought it was absolutely and you, perfectly you done. You weren't like running off of like the whole Stranger Things kind of. Like yes, and that's kind of yeah, and I kind of like that's what I liked about the first one is it was very, very Stranger Things, you mm-hmm. know, or Stranger Things, I guess I should say, is very it, it. yes, you know, but the second one, I think they went a little overboard with. I didn't like him. I didn't like the, the his transformation at the end. I think that was stupid. yeah, and then and then the whole Indian thing. Yeah, it was fusion. weird. It was really weird, and then. I felt like it was kind of all over the place, and I don't know. I felt like not as much time was put into it as the first movie. So I, I think my only issue with it, outside of like the this last little transformation, that, and then you can tell that there was the the gay undertone or whatever of it. I was like, ah, yeah. It was just they do that at the done. end with the kids that they carved their names on the bridge or whatever. And like, like it was, it was all of a sudden they were. Yay, yeah, like I don't know what's going on Cause, here. Because he, you know, the uh, I can't think of the guy's name, but he's always the funny guy in the movies. Um, he was the one playing in the arcade with the the little boy next to him. Yeah, like, yeah. I didn't know fairies were in this right, town or whatever. Right. So you you get that, and that was like his big secret right. or whatever was. You know, he's the fairy. Yeah, you know? I don't know. I just I it, like, didn't, oh, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't. And look, and I have nothing, nothing against. You know, I don't either, but like that. But I didn't like how that was portrayed. Just to throw it in, because you didn't see that at all in the first movie. It was, like, it, it was, was weird. It was a random like left hook. I'm like, right. and if you if you're gonna do that, do that all the way. I felt like it. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like if they had thrown in, if they had hinted at that in the first movie, which they mm-hmm. didn't at all. It's and, like you know, what the fuck. In fact, in the first movie. They had that whole part where they were in their underwear and they were all staring at what's her face because she was laying there in her underwear and they were all like, whoa. Right. They were all obviously not gay. Mm-hmm. It was weird. It was, just, I don't know. I don't mind that, but like I said, yeah, I don't, like you I, said, I feel like it was half I don't care, done. but it's just like at the end they were like, 
They threw in, and also they were gay. I'm like, oh, what the okay. Fuck, okay. Remember that? There's a Family Guy where he's picturing like his ideal uh, '80s TV show, and it was all my black son. <laughs> and they sing, and then at the end, he's like, my black son. And then they roll the credits, and he goes, and also he's a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that is. Uh, and it was totally set up like different strokes or uh, Webster. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was him and his little black son running around, like having fun at the fair and shit. My black son. <laughs> My God. All right, let's delve into this now. Oh, shit. So, since this was a special collector's edition, there are no previews on this movie. Gotcha. So, we go right into credits. I'm going to take a second here. I can't see. I'm going to flip a light on. Gotcha. So I'm going to step away from the mic. Go ahead. Talk amongst yourselves. Roman, I'm going to leave you there. I'm just going to make random noises until, you know, Jasperino gets back. Woo. Yeah. Who's your daddy? (laughs) All right. He's back. Guess who's back? Back again. Thank you for hanging with us. I had to turn the light on. I couldn't see my notes. Usually the one little lamp by my dresser here is perfect, but for some reason I'm struggling tonight. I also moved the microphone. I'm squinting. Mm-hmm. Well, I moved the microphone so we could see each other better. Right, 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 right. But now I'm having a hard time reading my notes. <laughs> so i got to figure something out. <laughs> Hanging from the ceiling or something. So um, no previews on this. We go right to credits. There's a lot of fog, and you get Renaissance Pictures Presents... The Evil Dead. So there's lots of fog, and you got the roving camera running through the woods, and then we see the yellow 73 Oldsmobile Delta 88. I thought it was a Pontiac. Strolling. But it's definitely, that is definitely Oldsmobile, a, yep. Oldsmobile logo. So that's actually Sam Raimi's car. <laughs> and it's been in every movie he's done. Really? Yes. It's really cool. Including the remake. Yes. Or the yep. continuation yep. or whatever yep. you want to call it. Reboot, whatever you want to call it. And I want to feel like it's a remake. Or mm-hmm. not a remake. I want to feel like it's a continuation because the car is there. Right. Like these people, like they didn't. Well, I guess besides they had, I guess they had the same. Did they have the same names in the movie? Was there an no. Ash? I don't know. I don't remember. Anyway. Well, it, it, would, it would definitely be Ashley this time. Because right. wasn't it based on a girl this time? Yeah, but yeah, I guess you're right. I don't know. I'd have to look, go back and look. I didn't look at it that closely, I guess. I do love that movie, though. It's really good. Nice. Um, so that's Sam Raimi's car, and they're, they're they're driving along, and they're singing, and it's really kind of annoying. And you get more roving camera coming through the woods. Mm. And then Ash is checking the map in the back seat to make sure they can get there. They just crossed Tennessee, blah, blah, blah. They show the roving thing, which is obviously supposed to be the evil spirit, come down towards the car, and then they almost get hit by a truck. And then... Scotty's like Scotty's the Ash's friend that's driving and he's like it's like the wheel just jerked right out of my hand he's like the only thing that works right on this car is the horn and just then they pass those two fishermen Mm -hmm. which we know now are Sam Sam Raimi and Rob Tappert Mm -hmm. and he honks the horn and they wave and he hangs his head out the window he's like go to hell I wasn't honking at you guys (laughs) (laughs) jerks so then they get to the the, they're talking that the cabin was dirt cheap to Mm -hmm. rent and they got a great deal on it. And then they got across. There's a big sign that says Dangerous Bridge. So Three that, tons or something Right. Like that. So they're trying to cross this bridge. And like it's all rickety. And there's wood falling off it. And then a big hole 
wheel the wheel of the car falls through like a big hole makes a big hole in the bridge and they got to speed over it and it's all dangerous i automatically thought of fucking uh beetlejuice automatically <laughs> i was like that little short ass fall they're all dead now i saw a bridge in a movie that roe was watching the other day i'm like i swear to god that's that bridge from beetlejuice mm. i think it might have been practical magic but i can't remember Anyway, so the camera's following the car through the woods as they're on the way to the cabin. They made it over the bridge, barely. And then there's a great shot. And there, I want to talk a lot about the camera shots in this movie mm-hmm. because it's awesome. Sam Raimi really did a lot of great camera work and with his camera shots and stuff like that. So there's a great shot of the car and the gang unloading from behind the porch swing on the porch. Mm-hmm. And they're like in the distance. The porch swing is like right there. And it's banging against a boom, mm-hmm. boom. So then Scotty walks up and the keys are on top of the door jam. And as soon as he grabs the keys, the swing stops swinging. It just stops. So that was weird. So weird stuff's happening like right off the bat. So now they're inside the cabin and he's looking around and it's ominous and he's checking the shed and turning lights on and off. And um, it's real creepy and they're playing creepy music. So then um, the sun starts going down. And they're all unloading their stuff, and um, they get inside. The sun's going down, and um, the one girl, it's, um, crap. Is that his sister? Um, crap, who, no, it was, uh, yeah, what was her name? Cheryl. Cheryl's sitting there, and she's drawing on a notepad, and all of a sudden, like, something takes a hold of her hand, and starts making her draw, and she's actually draws the Necronomicon mm-hmm. face on the on the notepad, and she's like, "Oh my God, that's crazy!" So she draws the Necronomicon face, and then you notice that behind her there's a chain cellar door, and it starts rumbling. Mm-hmm. So then they're sitting at dinner, and they're you know making stupid toasts and stuff. And, oh, we're all here! Oh, and then the cellar door flies open. And they're like, what was that? And then they go look, and they're like, what's down there? And then you just see the ominous stairs, like, disappearing into the darkness. So then they've got a shot up from the inside of the cellar, kind of on the floor above them, and they're all standing in a circle around it. And I put, they do a That 70s Show-type circle camera (laughs) where they're going from each person, like, what do you go down there? I don't want to go down there. I'm not going down there either. Shut up, Fez. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) So that would have been great if they were smoking at that point because that would have been very that 70s 70 show. So anyway, um, so Scotty ends up going down to check it out and see what's going on in the cellar. And then he doesn't come, come back, back and they're yelling for him and he's not answering so everybody gets worried. So then Ash has to go down. They only have one flashlight so he has to take like a lantern. Mm-hmm. And he goes down to check it out. And when he gets down there, they do a complete 360 camera shot of the basement. Mm-hmm. Starting at Ash. All the way slowly around the room, back to Ash, and Scotty's nowhere to be sent, nowhere to be seen. So he's looking around. And he notices there's another door that goes deeper into the cellar, and he opens that up, and that's a smaller room. And he's looking around, and uh, Scotty jumps out. Boo! Ah, I scared you. Ah, fuck. Right. This is when you notice there's a poster hanging in the background for. The hills have eyes. I, 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 to be honest, when I looked at it, I, I knew it was something. I just couldn't. I yeah, it was the hills have eyes, and it's ripped. Gosh. And, 
Uh, Sam Raimi did this as an homage mm-hmm. to um, The Hills Have Eyes because The Hills Have Eyes had a ripped Jaws poster hanging in the background. So he was kind of continuing that. saying Because nice. The Hills Have Eyes, I think they were trying to say it was going to be scarier than Jaws. Mm. So Sam Raimi thought his movie was going to be scarier than The Hills Have Eyes. So he was just kind of keeping it going. Nice. I thought that was kind of cool. So then they start looking around. They find all kinds of shit. They find a shotgun. They find shells. They find a Necronomicon. You know, all the basic stuff that would be in a cellar. Um, they find a weird blade with a with a skull, skull handle on it and a tape recorder. And they're like, okay, let's take all this cool, creepy stuff upstairs. Yeah, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. So they end up taking everything upstairs and Ash, well, they're all sitting in a, in a circle and they're all laughing and stuff. And they start playing the recording. Smoking weed. Yep. Well, not this time. <laughs> and the professor on the recording starts talking about the book and he, we found it in Kantar, and it deals with demon resurrections and blah, blah, blah. And the girl's going, um, Cheryl. Cheryl's going, turn it off, turn it off. And if they won't turn it off, it's like, turn it off. And she's freaking out. So <laughs> she reaches over and turns it off. And she's like, I don't like it. And then Scotty gives her a bunch of shit, and he starts it again. And he fast forwards it a little, so now when he starts it again, it's like the incantation. Latin, 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 fucking Latin incantation. And so, as he's reading it, they're showing like the woods start going nuts. Like the leaves mm-hmm. are moving around. There's smoke and stuff coming out. There's weird lights under the leaves, and you got the roving camera again moving around. And then Cheryl really freaks out now, and she starts screaming, "Shut it off!" And then a limb comes crashing through the window out of nowhere. And everybody jumps. Oh, my God. So then Ash and Linda, they kind of fix the window and they try to calm Cheryl down. And then Ash and Linda decide to go off on their own. And they're kind of sitting on a couch in another room. He tells, so he, uh, well, Ash was like, hey, you know, he's pretty much like, hey, you dumbass, you know, you you fucking heard her, you know, say, cut it off. And he's oh, like, well, yeah, you could have yeah. cut it off, too. Oh, yeah, and he's like, she's acting like she's nine years old. Man. You know, you know, she's fucking crazy. Yeah, that you guy's know, an blah, asshole. Blah. You can tell he's the douchey guy. Totally. So, um, Give Ash a character is like, development there. Yeah, right here is very, <laughs> imp- this, this part is very important for later on in the movie. Definitely. Ash tells Linda, why don't you go check on Cheryl? And while she's gone, he pulls this box out of his pocket. It's got like a necklace in it. Mm-hmm. And then he, when she comes back, he's got the box on his lap and he's acting like he's asleep. And then she's looking at it and then he kind of opens his eyes. And when she looks over, he closes his eyes real quick because he knows she's going for the box. Still and then they started playing. And then they started playing. I got a dick in a box. Dick in a box. <laughs> <laughs> there was no dick in this box, though. Put your junk in the box. Right. <laughs> Step one: get a box. <laughs> anyway, so um, it's got a, a like a, a magnifying glass, yeah, like a necklace in it. Something. It, I didn't know what the fuck it was. So they lots of close-ups of their eyes here, back and forth, like. Open, really, close, open, close. Yeah, exactly. Cat up, down, shit. up, down. So then finally she gets the box and then he wakes up like, hey, what are you doing? And then they laugh, ha, ha, ha. And he gives her the necklace. It's a magnifying glass. And she's like, it's beautiful. It's like, I was going to give it to you before, but I didn't have time. But she's like, I'll never take it off until <laughs> you decapitate me later. 
And um, <laughs> so he puts the necklace on her, and then it's makeout time. So they start kind of making out. But the roving camera's going around the outside of the windows, so it's like the demons are looking in the windows, mm-hmm. and they can see everything that's going on. So then they show Cheryl, and this is where I think we got the first boobs. I think uh, one of them was changing, but I can't remember which one. But it was just a quick shot through the window, and the roving camera, I think, caught it. Mm-hmm. And then they're like calling to Cheryl, join us, join us. Join us downstairs. And Carol's like, Cheryl's like, what the hell? And of course, she's a white girl in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. So what'd she do? Goes to find the problem. I'm going to go outside and investigate mm-hmm. in the creepy dark woods where there's voices going, join us. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to tell anybody where I'm going or mm-hmm. take anybody with me. Mm-mm. I'm just going to go check it out. I'm just going to go with my overcoat and my Right, know, my shirt. bathrobe. <laughs> yeah. So she goes outside and she's looking around and the woods start moving around her and there's groaning coming from everywhere yeah. and she's freaking out. And she's running and then all of a sudden, and we're coming to a very important piece of movie history here, horror movie history, an iconic scene. The vines and branches come alive and they start grabbing her mm-hmm. by the arms and by the legs. And now we come to, I have two of these. Two. One of them is in this movie. The other one's in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. I refer to this as the infamous evil, evil dead, dead forest, forest rape scene. <laughs> the infamous evil dead forest rape scene. The second being in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, mm-hmm. the infamous chainsaw leather face masturbation Fuck. scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll get to that at as a further. The, but as that, that comes along. At the end of uh, Conan, <laughs> but that is a story. For another time. <laughs> so the branches and everything grab her and they knock her down and they've got everything spread open and then this big branch comes out of nowhere and just goes, oh, right, and she's her. like, ah. Hits her right in the junk. Yeah, and then they're showing like the branches <laughs> moving back and forth and shit and they're not really showing it, but you're, you like, what know what's happening. Right. They're alluding to it. And then. Titty. That's when, yeah, the... Because she grabs it. She's like... It, and then it jerks her hand away and there's a titty there. But then when they go back, <laughs> it was an editing flood. When they go back, she's totally covered. Yeah. So it was just a titty for the sake of a titty. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sam Raimi. We ain't going to complain about that. Nope. So, the woods are moving and groaning and everything kind of crazy is happening. Cheryl finally gets loose. And I was like, damn, the woods didn't last very long. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cheryl gets loose and she's smoking a cigarette I'm just kidding. She's not smoking Ooh. a cigarette. She's smoking some. She was pissed off. She's like, Lechuga. "That's all you got, Woods? Really? <laughs> Thirty seconds? That's what I get? Damn!" So then the the vines are smoking a cigarette when she's running away. Ooh, shit. So anyway, um, Cheryl gets loose and she runs, and now we got the camera chasing her like something's mm-hmm. after her, and she makes it back to the cabin, but the door's locked. For some reason, the keys are back on the top of the door. I don't know why. Who does that? The door was locked from the inside, but the keys were on the door jam. I was like, why the fuck? And when you get to the cabin, even after the keys were, you would put them inside. Right. I didn't get that. So she digs the keys out, and she's trying to, and all of a sudden, these demons are super slow, Mm because she can't find the right key. There's like eight different keys on this key ring, and none of them are it. And the demon keeps getting closer and closer, but she's trying to open the door. And then they show the camera, and she's opening the door, and she's freaking out. And then all of a sudden... Ash opens the door. Ash opens the door and grabs her and pulls her in. She's like, oh, my God! 
And he's like, what happened? Did something in the woods do this to you? And she goes, the woods did this to me. The woods are alive with the sound of music. <laughs> oh, wait. Wrong Don't a deer, a female right. deer. <laughs> Raped my ass out in the woods. So, yeah, she's like, the woods are alive. And she's like, we got to get the fuck up out of here now. And she wants to go. And, of course, Scotty's not hearing it because he's an asshole. I ain't going nowhere this time of night. Nowhere. You're crazy. So here's something funny. Scotty's girlfriend was Shelly, right? Uh Uh-huh. They don't say this in the movie, but there is an Evil Dead, the musical. Do you know about this? I did not. There is an Evil Dead Broadway musical. Oh, and Shit. after I got all this ready, I was kicking myself for not using any of that in the intro. Uh-huh. But I'm going to use some of it later. We'll see. Gotcha. But in the musical at the beginning, because I watched a little bit of it because I'd never seen it. I've mm-hmm. always wanted to see it live, but I found it on YouTube and I started watching it. And he's kind of introducing everybody. He's like, oh, Linda, my girlfriend, I love you. Oh, um, uh, Cheryl, my oh, sister, yeah. you know, and Scotty. And he goes, oh. Shelly, Scotty's girlfriend for the weekend. He goes, I guess if you were good enough for him to pick up drunk in a bar three hours ago, you're good enough for me. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently Shelly wasn't even his girlfriend girlfriend. It was according to the musical. I don't know if that's how it was in this movie. But you would think that because after Shelly dies here in a few minutes, Mm -hmm. Scott gives no shits. No fucks given. He's like, let's just get the fuck out of here. I don't even care about your girlfriend. You know? So Cheryl's freaking out, and she's begging him to take her. So um, he decides to take her. So Ash is going to take her to town so she can stay in town, and then they'll meet her tomorrow. She's already so, been taken to town by the woods. Oh, snap. <laughs> Woo. They had a, they had a woody. <laughs> There's a snake in my boot. Teak. Mahogany. <laughs> a nice, strong oak. Oh, Major shit. chubby. <laughs> sure that that was night wood. That wasn't morning wood. Right. That was definitely. <laughs> so night. that's why. That's probably they got why it was the so quick. Working on the night wood. <laughs> uh, so I got. I, I I regress. I didn't tell the story before we started. Um, this was a staple of mine in high school, mm-hmm. and I've told you before about my friend Dave. Mm-hmm. We'd go over to his house after school, watch horror movies, play video. We'd go play Mortal Kombat. Then we'd rent movies, and we'd go back to his house. We always watched Evil Dead. Really? Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness. Those were staples. Mm-hmm. Always. Um, we would watch, like, this, the new shit we rented first, we'd watch that because we hadn't seen it. They'd be like, let's put Evil Dead in. Yeah. Evil Dead 2 is always our favorite. Dead gotcha. by Dawn. You know, because it's basically just a recap of the first movie with more shit, mm-hmm. and it's funnier. So anyway, um, this movie really tugs in my heartstrings because that was a really developmental time for me as a person <laughs> and here i am watching people get raped in the woods by the woods so right welcome to my psyche so ash tries to take her back to town but the bridge is totally demolished the car it's wouldn't not start. even there like oh the car wouldn't start at first she's, she's like tripping see i told you they're not gonna let us leave and then the car started and she's like oh okay so then they get to the bridge and the bridge is totally out mm-hmm. and she's like see i told you they're not gonna let us leave so now everybody's freaking out ash takes cheryl back to the cabin um, and Scotty's chopping wood, and Ash is back listening to the goddamn tape again. Yeah. Why? Okay, so Ash is listening to the tape, and um, they're ta- the tape's talking about 
now it's further into the story and the guy's like my wife is totally possessed by these things that i conjured with the incantations oops and i think the only way to get rid of the demon is through bodily dismemberment wah, wah. so the girls are playing cards and cheryl i mean cheryl's at the window she's all traumatized but Shelly and Linda are doing like an ESP thing where she's holding up the card and the other one's guessing. But it's funny because it's like Ghostbusters. Do you remember the beginning of Ghostbusters where Bill Murray was doing the ESP test on the hot college student? And she wasn't getting any of the cards right, but he was telling her she was. And then the <laughs> one kid sat down and he was getting every single card right because he really had ESP. But Bill Murray didn't want him back in the study, so he was telling him he was wrong so he could get the hot <laughs> chick back. That's exactly what's going on here. Right. And I wonder if that scene, because Ghostbusters came out in 84, mm-hmm. I wonder if that was some kind of homage to Evil Dead. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. But she's getting the cards wrong, and the girl's telling her they're right. Yeah, yeah, Meanwhile, yeah. Cheryl's at the window with her back to them, looking out the window. Mm-hmm. She starts calling out the cards. Queen of yeah, she says, Queen, Queen of Spades. Of spades. Ace of Diamonds. Ace of Diamonds. <laughs> You're like, oh shit. And I will say, I use that clip in the intro, right? Because out of everything that happened in this movie, that is the part that scared the shit out of me. The first time I saw this movie. When that happened, I was like, oh, holy fuck. You know, like, <laughs> what just happened? Because she wasn't even looking, and she right. was reading the cards, and then she turned around and said, Wah! and that's your first major reveal in the movie, because up till now, you've just seen stuff moving around and branches and whatever. It could have been a, a ghost been, story or it's whatever. Been, you know, fucking slow. But now, yeah, she's turned around. She's got the demon face. She's got the eyes. All hell's about to break loose, and, and whatever, then she does this whatever cool. Whatever was on her fucking forehead. It or, was a bandage, because her head was cut. Oh. They had put like a butterfly thing on there. But then she does the cool lift off the ground. Vintage Sam Raimi shit. Mm-hmm. Floating there, looking like a puppet, moving around, talking, swirling your head around. Um, and she's like, you're all going to die. Why did you wake us up? One by one, we're going to take you. Just, oh, shit. You know. So this is really cool because years later, I think it was like 2005, 2006, mm-hmm. Sam Raimi did a movie called... Uh, Drag me to hell. Right. You, have you seen that? So the funny thing is, I was gonna, I was gonna parallel drag me to hell and uh-huh. uh, thinner. They always, they yep. remind it's, me. It's the same plot. It's, it's she the, pissed yeah. off a gypsy. Yep. Yeah, but there's a part where the guy's trying to do the exorcism. Mm-hmm. The, um, I think he was East Indian. Did where they put it in the goat? Yeah, and then he was floating over the table. It was so Evil Dead. Everybody in that theater was like, "Yes!" When that part happened, because I saw it in a preview screening, uh-huh. and everybody was like, "That's badass!" And then everybody afterwards was like, "That was the best part of the movie because it was so Sam Raimi." The rest of it kind of sucked. That part was cool. And that you know? wasn't that the goat part though. Yeah, it was totally because okay. he was like so. a goat dude. Right, right, right. So it just shows you that what an impact this movie had mm-hmm. on horror fans for years and years. It's a staple of... That they can still place that from then. Exactly, and it's iconic. Mm-hmm. It, it, you saw that and you got excited because it reminded you of Evil Dead. Evil Dead has a special place, I think. I'm speaking for all of us now. I think in the heart of every true horror fan, mm-hmm. Evil Dead or Evil Dead 2 has a special place there. I get all goose-pimply over going, Evil Dead 2 because that's drag my shit. to hell for a second. That's one of those movies. It, it it definitely goes with you know protagonist, antagonist, blah blah right. blah. 
Protagonist loses. Exactly. <laughs> I love it because it doesn't end on a, on a happy note. And fuck her. That's what she gets yeah. for having that awful goddamn hair through the uh, whole movie. Look, her hair was ridiculous. Look and you know who she looked like? Now that we're talking about it, I'm going to go off on this. You know who she looked like? You remember the stupid little elf in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer that wanted to be a dentist? Yes. She fucking looks like that elf. <laughs> hair and everything. Stupid ears sticking out. Uh, I was never so happy to see somebody get their comeuppance at the end of a movie. Yeah. Or even when she was fighting the old lady oh, and the old lady's puking her mouth. And yeah. she bit her, and then she was gumming her. Ah. Oh my god, it was fucking amazing. Everything bad that happened to that girl, they wanted you so bad to feel sorry for her. I never felt sorry for her. I cheered every time something fucked up happened to her. Because that was because that that part with that was when the old lady was like a corpse or whatever. Yeah, and, and then, she rolled out of the thing. Look, oh my god! When you like the the thing that <laughs> I think I don't I don't think I've ever like cheered so hard other than in um, Hostel. When the fucking doctor gets it. Oh, yeah. Look, so when the girl is like, I fucking got it. Wasn't it like a button or something yeah, in the, the yep, envelope? Yep. And it wasn't. I was like, it wasn't ah, it. bitch. And she was so stupid. She waited until she got all the way out to her car to check it. And I'm like, you idiot. Oh, my gosh. Look, that was like pure satisfaction. Fun. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> well played, Sam Raimi. Well played. Well fucking yeah, played. Yeah, I got to go back and revisit that movie because it was really good. Yes, definitely. I have a uh, oh it's not in here. I looked up because I used to have it hanging. There's a I have a flag mm-hmm. that says "Time flies when you're having rum." I got it at the Ren Fair, <laughs> but over the years I've been slowly filling up with one inch buttons like mm-hmm. pins, and I have the "Drag Me to Hell" button that I got from that premiere is on that flag. So nice. it's pretty cool. Anyway, back to the movie. So um, yeah, so classic Sam Raimi floating like a puppet gives the warning you're all going to die so she falls and she's allegedly unconscious but there's a pencil <laughs> next to her hand and so ash is going to check on her and all of a sudden she's like ah! and she grabs the pencil and she stabs linda in the heel with it yeah. and just starts grinding it around and it's all gross and for some reason instead of stepping away because it's a horror movie she just stands there going oh my foot yeah. So she's like grinding this pencil in her heel. Just, it's all nasty. So um, then she throws Linda. She throws Ash. Um, Scotty ends up smacking her with an axe and kicks her down into the basement. Get her. Get her. Right? Kill that so they kick her down into the basement and they slam the door and they put the chain back over it. So um, now we got the awesome Sam Raimi demon effects with the eyes and the melty looking face. And now she's chained in. And so they put Linda to bed and you get a shot from the cellar door. This is a great shot too, a great camera shot from the cellar door of them talking. And it's like from Cheryl's. Yeah. And she's looking around at everybody and then they're planning to escape in the morning. And she's uh, making the noise or whatever. So it's driving Shelly nuts. She's like, why does she have to keep making that noise? And what happened to her eyes? What happened to her? And it's so cool when she says what happened to her eyes. She grabs her hair with both her hands like she's going crazy. What happened to her eyes? And that was really reminiscent. Again, we'll go back to Rosemary's Baby Mm -hmm. at the very end of the movie where they're all gathered around like, his eyes. What's wrong with the baby's eyes? And then the movie's... Wah, wah, movie's over. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so Scotty looks around the room, and they looks out the window, and he's like, um, "Where's Shelly?" 
Oh, hang on. I, I, I jumped a little bit ahead there. So they're being watched from the outside by something. It breaks through the window at Shelly and grabs her. Right. And then he looks around and he's like, where's Shelly? And then he checks around and he's checking that's, the bathroom. No, no, no. That, if, in, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, that's the other boob scene. Because she was... When she was... That, she was chats when it was. She uh -huh. was changing. She's right. changing. And then it's like... It's very important that we get these things straight. Yes, yes. Because we have to go BBG on this. I know? just remember he checks the... Uh, he checks the bathroom mm -hmm. and the bath the bathtub's oh, disgusting. Like, the whole like bathtub, yeah, the bathroom's gross. The whole place is cruddy. I actually use the word cruddy, cruddy. in my notes. <laughs> so then he gets grabbed from behind as he turns around. He and it's uh, Shelly, and she's scratching his face. And then they come bursting through the door. Shelly's all over him, just kicking his ass. And he throws her off, and she lands in the fireplace. And her head catches on fire, and she's like, ah! So he pulls her out. And this is so funny. The demons in this movie talk so much shit. She's like, thank you so much. I don't know what I would have done if that fire would have kept burning my pretty flesh. <laughs> and then she's like, Huh, you got some pretty skin. Let me have it. <laughs> like, so okay. then she's choking Scotty again. <laughs> and he's, she's trying to burn and stab him. And then he tries to cut off her hand. Because he had the knife. He had that bag. knife with the weird thing. Yeah, and he pulls it out and he's trying to cut her hand off. So Cheryl, who is now obviously Ted Raimi, is losing her mind in the cellar. And I will tell you, her Ted, Ted Raimi is Sam Raimi's brother, and right. he's been in everything he's ever and done. And he's he's one. To, he's a fake shimp. He's a fake shimp. If you roll the he down, is, he's the bottom he one. He is Cheryl in the basement. Gotcha. And I can tell it's him because you can see his face, and plus I know from watching the movies many times. Mm -hmm. Ted Raimi was also Joxer the Mighty in oh. Xena Warrior Princess. That's Ted so, Raimi. So that's when I because I said. I, when I said uh, Xerxes, that's what I meant. Joxers. Joxer the mighty, roaming through the countryside, never needs a place to hide. <laughs> with Gabby as a sidekick, fighting with her little stick. <laughs> you want to know what a Xena fan I was? Look at that Callisto up there. I have a fucking Callisto right by those skulls. Yep. Yeah. I uh yeah, I was huge Xena Warrior Princess. Yeah, I love I love when they had the crossover between the two. Yeah, that was always cool. When and Hercules then, was on there, she was on Hercules show. And then it, that or when they would uh like the I think my favorite one is when the gods and everybody switched roles. So yes, I remember bad, that. Yes, bad and good. So I remember Ares was like white. He had a yep. white thing instead of And black. then they had the one where all the gods lost their powers. Mm -hmm. And it was so funny because Aphrodite was like, she had B.O. really bad and she stunk <laughs> and nobody wanted to be around her. Yeah, that Ares dude was badass. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whoever that guy sure. was that played that, he was always a badass. Like, but um, yeah, Dope. I really liked it because I had um, young daughters at that time growing mm -hmm. up. And I liked them having that strong female role model. Definitely. We never Prominent. missed Zena. That was our Sunday Prominent. night. My kids would be like, it's time for Zena. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My daughters loved watching Zena. That just, and then the fucking, that whatever her The Chakra. Oh, I don't know. Chakram. What, okay. Chakram. I was like, I didn't know what the fuck that thing was. Um, but yeah, she would just kick everybody's ass. My daughters loved it. And then on the PS1, there was a Zena video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, we, I remember watching dude. the Xena. I remember watching the Xena and Hercules cartoon movie. Yeah, badass, I have it. Badass. Dude, we played the shit out of that oh, yeah. Xena game too. Look, 
And it's funny because there was a part in the game where there was a shark. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of little Easter eggs in the game. Mm -hmm. There was a shark just hanging on a wharf, and you could go smack it, and stuff would fall out of its mouth. Mm -hmm. But, like, ridiculous stuff because it was ancient times, but a license plate would fall out of its mouth. Like, <laughs> it was it was an homage to Jaws. Right. You know what I mean? When they cut the shark open, it was just full of shit. That's badass. Yeah, but it was a cool game. It was really, really cool. So, all right. So, now... Um, Shelly ends up actually chewing off her own hand because it's half cut off, so she mm -hmm. chews it off the rest of the way. And then she gets finished off by Scotty. He knocks her down, and she's blowing milk and shit everywhere. Well, he stabbed her in the back. Remember, yeah. she's trying to stab him with the, yes. the knife that they found downstairs. Because remember, she's trying to stab him with that knife. And he pulled he the other the one out. Yeah, and he That's was when he starts to saw sawing her at her hand. And she chews it the rest of the way off. And then she pulls... Because I remember looking like, did she grab her other hand with the knife with her other hand? Yes, that's exactly I was what like, she okay. did. It was very confusing. It, it, like, for sure. But the important <laughs> thing here is that she blows milk and shit all over well, the place. Well, he stabs her in the dying. back yeah. with it. And then the because I remember right. looking at the head of the 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 um, knife and it was like oozing out blood right. and it started to like smoke or whatever. And you think that's going to do it, but it right. doesn't because she's not dead yet. Right. So Scotty ends up finishing her off with an axe, mm -hmm. chops her shit up. All four, you know. Yep. So then I love this because while he's practical. chopping at her, you got the red camera lens over the whole thing. So she's screaming, no, you love her. <laughs> she's chopping her up. So then they show all the chopped up body parts laying around. They're all still moving. Twitching and shit. And now, so they, they have to go out and bury her. He's like, no, we have to we have to bury her. I was like, fuck no, I'm burning so this bitch So I up. put, Scotty's being pretty rational considering what just happened. Chopped Which leads up. me to believe he really didn't give a fuck about right, that wasn't That wasn't his girl. He cares about one person's ass. His. Yes. Yeah. So they go out and they carry the big blanket full of body parts out and they dig a hole and they bury her. So and then there's another cool camera shot from behind the shovel of Scotty and Ash kind of arguing with each other behind the shovel, mm -hmm. facing them. So then they're arguing because um, Scotty wants to leave and Ash is like, we can't leave. Linda can't move. And that's when he's like, I don't give two fucks about your girlfriend. We're getting out of here. And then... Cheryl's talking some shit from the cellar. <laughs> She's like, soon you'll be like me, and then they'll lock you in the cellar, too. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Come down here. We all float. <laughs> oh, we all float down here. So then Ash checks on Linda, and uh, they do some great stop motion work in this movie, and this is the first time you see it. Mm -hmm. They do a great stop motion effect of the wound on her ankle spreading to the rest of her body. And now all of a sudden she's possessed because it like spider webs out. And then she's like, bah! so now Linda's possessed too. And <laughs> Scotty had left. Remember, Scotty's yeah, like, I'm leaving. So he, he took off. Mm -hmm. So then the wound spread. She's possessed. Ash opens the door and Scotty comes running back in from outside. And I put, here's what I put. Scotty comes back. Pretty sure the woods raped him too. Right. Because <laughs> he's all he's fucked, fucked up. up. He's like, oh my God. Oh my God. Because, <laughs> so the, the funny thing is when, because he goes in, Ash goes in to check on her. And that's when she's like, ah. Yeah. Oh shit. So then, like, <clears throat> my thought is I would like back out of the room or whatever the case is. Right. Like, the funny thing is you can tell where they cut, they cut yep. scenes because yep. they're terrible. Like, when you said, when he went down to the cellar to, to go after Scotty. Like that pan around, uh -huh. that cut up scene, it fucking made me dizzy. Right, it's cut. It's yep. like how it's 
edited. I was like, ugh. It's another one of those kind of editing. I don't want to call it a flub, but. Well, you got to remember that this was. Um, 81, 79. Well, plus it was a shoestring budget. Right. And they were all um, like first timers. Like they were like, doing this all on the shit. fly. So that's when she's at in like the doorway. So now she's shit. just sitting in the doorway <laughs> laughing. <laughs> and this part really annoys the shit out of me every time I watch it. I'm like, I would have killed her way before look, they actually look, did. For sure. <laughs> Almost oh my God. Like yeah. Type shit. So then Scotty's freaking out. We're all going to die. And what are we going to do? And then Cheryl's mocking him from the cellar. <laughs> We're all going to die. <laughs> it's fucking You're hilarious. Be like me. Cheryl was probably my favorite deadite in this movie because she was just such a smart ass. So then. He starts punching her. <laughs> Scotty's trying to say there's a trail around the bridge that they could try to get around to leave, but they can't. The force isn't going to let them leave. Mm -hmm. So then Linda's laughing, laughing, laughing. So finally Ash can't take it anymore, and he beats the living shit out of Linda because she won't shut the fuck up. And Scotty's like, kill her. And he had the axe or whatever. Yeah, and he couldn't do it. So then um, Linda starts begging for help. She's normal again. She's like, Ash, what's going on? Please help me. And then, you know, it's a trick. Of course. So now Cheryl's down in the basement going, Ash, it's okay. I'm totally fine. You can open the door now. <laughs> so Ash is seriously thinking about letting her out for some reason. When a hand comes bursting through the floor and grabs him, now Linda's back to being possessed. <laughs> and Ash drags her outside. He drags Linda outside, <laughs> and Scotty's all fucked up, and he's telling um, Scotty, the sun's going to be up in about an hour or so, mm -hmm. and we're going to go home. And this is really campy, because he's like, the sun will be up in an hour or so, buddy, and we're going to go home. Wouldn't you like to do that? Wouldn't you, wouldn't you like to? Like, wouldn't you? Like, we're buddies. We're buddies, ain't we, Scotty? We're going to get out of this together. we got to kill some demons, right? So then... He realizes, oh shit, Scotty's dead. Because he was trying to, he was giving him some water or something. He, it wasn't that water, it was alcohol. I, like, I, he was pouring it in his mouth. That's why I said, or gonna, something. Yeah, or something. <laughs> so Scotty's dead. So then now there's more Linda laughing, and there's wolves howling in the distance. And now Linda's back inside being annoying again. And she stabs Ash. Yeah, in the ankle. Yep. And again, then, this is kind of cool. Hit. She licks the blood off the blade. Which I thought was kind of cool, and then she's attacking him again. You see how like that blade looked like it was like wood, like right, painted or something. Right. She was like, eh. that was the only cool thing I thought Linda did in this movie was when she was licking the blood the off blade. the blade because otherwise she was annoying as a person and as a demon. She was annoying. <laughs> so anyway, then they're fighting and Ash throws her backwards onto that long knife sword thing, mm -hmm. and more milk and shit again come <laughs> popping out all over the place. And um, now Linda's done. Linda's absolutely done. So he's dragging her out to the shed, and he chains her to the table. And this is another classic Raimi director thing with the different cut shots of the hand, equipment, table, like all the stuff they're going to use, chains. Because it, it, it was the same thing when he was doing, if I'm not mistaken, when he was uh, trying to get the, the cellar door closed. He, he did the same thing. Right, with the, yeah. 
And the it's chain. just, I love the way they do that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of other movies have done this too now since, but I think it started with Sam Raimi. So then he drags her to the side. He's got her on the table. He's got her chain down. He's got the chainsaw. He rips it open and he's revving it and he's going to dismember her and he can't bring himself to do it. So this is kind of a tear jerking scene where he's actually crying over her body because he sees the necklace mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, Linda. And he's crying. And then he decides he's just going to take her outside and bury her. So he carries her outside and he lays her down and he's digging the hole. So now we're back to where we were earlier. Right. With her acting like she's dead, but she's not. And when she's opening her eyes, and when he looks over, she closes her eyes. It's a whole play on the game that they were doing earlier with Mm -hmm. the necklace. And it's supposed to be kind of cute, which it is. And it's supposed to kind of make you feel sorry for them as a couple, which it does to me anyway, even though Linda was annoying. And fucking possessed, bitch. Right. So it's just like their game from earlier. And then Cheryl's freaking out in the cellar while he's burying Linda. And he buries Linda next to Shelly, and he reaches for the necklace that he sees on the ground afterwards, and then her hand comes popping out of the ground, and she grabs him, and um, she's shredding up his leg, mm-hmm. and um, now they're fighting again, and he lu- she lunges at him, and because <laughs> like he's got freeze, the shovel. It was like a freeze frame. Right. Like, she's like, right. nah, it's like a sprawl or <laughs> some shit. <laughs> she jumps at him, and he swings the shovel, and he decapitates her. I was like, damn, that's a sharp-ass shovel. Yeah. <laughs> so, but her neck. body keeps fighting him, and it's puking a bunch of blood, blood out the oh. hole into his mouth and all over his face. And um, he finally defeats the body. And now we cut back to the cabin. The cellar, when he gets back in the cabin, mm. the cellar door is open. The cellar's empty. Oh, shit, Cheryl got out. Holy shit. <laughs> So Cheryl pops up in the window and Ash shoots her in the fucking face with his rifle, but it doesn't do any good. And he has to get more shells from the cellar. So this is look, this is what kind of pissed me off about this, right? So because they're right there by the door, mm-hmm. there's a fucking window, right? A big ass window right, right next to the right. door. Why wouldn't you just jump through the window? You know, shit like that. Well, what are you going to do at that point? No, no, I'm saying her. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because he shoots her through yeah, the fucking right. door. Right. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you were mad that they didn't bring the shells out to begin with in the beginning of the movie. Look, that's what I would have done. Remember, the shells would have came up with the shotgun. Remember, he he tucked one. Yeah, fucking Barney Fife. If I'm not mistaken, one he tucked one or pocket. whatever type shit. Um, but yes, you would think you bring everything. Because it's only right. a one-shot shotgun as yes. well. It's like, oh my god! So he goes back down to the cellar to get the shells. And now the pipes are dripping blood. And there's blood coming from the outlets. There's blood on the walls. There's blood in the light bulb. There's blood everywhere. Just dripping all over the place. And Ash is reloaded now. And now... Now the thing, well, the the pipe burst. Yeah, and they did this really cool shot of that pipe dripping blood. Burst. With with Ash in the background. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was, a, but it was close up of the pipe with him behind it. It was really, a really, really good shot. So, um, so now Ash is headed back upstairs, and this is where Ash loses it. Uh, the clock's going off really loud. All the shutters start slamming around, and he's looking around the house, and everything's moving. And this is a really cool effect. He puts his hand up to the mirror, mm. and it's water. And he's like, ah! And his hand goes through, and he's like, ah! And he pulls it back out. 
And then um, it's a really cool practical effect they did, but it worked out so well. And he's trying to hold it together, and he looks back at Linda's necklace, and it kind of brings him back. Mm-hmm. But I put sad ashes sad. So, because he's really sad, and he gets grabbed through the door. Look, the so the funny thing is, there's one part that, like, if I wasn't, like, paying attention, it would have, like, startled the shit out of me. And that's when, you know. When she busted through the door? No, when Scott pops up. Oh, yeah, that doesn't happen yet. It's about to happen. <laughs> Cheryl pops through the door and oh, grabs, grabs him, and he him. shoots her. And then Scotty, yeah, that's when Scotty pops up, and he's all nasty. And, bleh, and he lifts Ash off the ground. And Ash gouges his eyes out. So, 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 Ash moves whatever that that fucking thing was in front of the window and to barricade the door. Right. Again, in this part, I'm like, why the fuck are you still worried about this door when you can just come through the window? That's already broken now. I was look. I was like, what the fuck? You're right. I know. Stupid. It's horror movie logic. And look, uh, when <laughs> when Scotty's grabbing him. He has like this black ring under his And it nose. never goes away. I know. <laughs> it reminded me of the uh the like bear thing and and the fucking shining. Oh shit. <laughs> Whatever that was supposed right. to be or the guy in the bear suit. Yep. Did you see speaking of <laughs> You're going to tangent again. Did you happen to see Midsummer? No, but I heard that shit was dope. Dude, don't even fuck around. Just buy it cuz you're going to want to own it. I it's, heard I heard that shit was Because there's a bear suit in that movie, too, but I don't want to give too much away. But goddamn, that movie. That's the one with, like... Let me just give you... Let me give you this piece of advice. They go to, what, like, whatever place... It's, it's like, like somewhere in Germany, yeah. Yeah. I heard that shit was good. I'm going to give this to you guys, too. Anything that says A24 on it, just buy it. If you haven't seen it, just buy it. If A24 produced that movie, Mm -hmm. it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. I've not, I've yet to the, see. You're talking from like the horror genre or just in general? They have done non horror stuff that's. Because I know fucking... A24 just did uh, Uncut Gems with. Uh, yes. Have you Sandler. seen that? I did. And to be honest, oh. I, felt like it, I felt like it was a movie about a dude. It was a movie about a dude. Like that's that totally was... what it was. It fucked me up a little bit. A little bit, yeah. That movie fucked me up. A little bit. Especially with the girl that really didn't have anything to do with it. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. I don't want to give too much away. But anyway, right. anything that says A24, just fucking get it because it's going to be good. <laughs> anyway, so um, Ash gouges out his eyes, uh, Scotty's eyes, mm-hmm. and he stabs him. <laughs> this is so funny because when he blood. stabs him, he springs a leak. <laughs> blood just starts coming out all over the place. No, no, what it was is he didn't stab him. I think that was like a, a compound fracture. Okay, and that's why all the blood. blood. Okay, I think that was like a piece of bone or something. So well, he finally falls over Mm -hmm. and he starts springing leaks everywhere, and then now Cheryl is back, and she wants and uh, Ash wants to throw the book in the fire. He well, he's trying. He has the necklace, remember, and he's trying to. Well, this was before that. Okay, he goes to get the book, but Scotty's got him by the leg, Mm -hmm. and Cheryl's beating the shit out of him with a with With a fire poker. (laughs) And yeah, that's when he realizes he's going to need the necklace to grab the book, and he keeps throwing it, and they're just beating the shit out of him. So he can't reach it, and he tries to use the necklace to grab it. Scotty and Cheryl are beating the shit out of him some more. Scotty's chewing on his leg. Cheryl's beating him with that fucking poker. And he finally gets the book, and he throws it into the fireplace. Now, 
we get the the awesome stop motion claymation decaying bodies. I fucking love this so much. Um, they're moaning and they're bubbly and they're wet and gross. And it's time elapsed claymation of them rotting away to skeletons. That's freaking cool. And it reminds me a lot of Frank Zappa, Baby Snakes. Frank Zappa did a a concert movie called Baby Snakes. Mm -hmm. And all through the movie, he's talking to this. There's this weird eccentric dude that had built this whole world out of clay at his house. Mm -hmm. I don't know how Frank Zappa found him, but he put him in the documentary. And he was showing this guy's stop motion movies through the whole thing. And it's an acid trip. It is a fucking acid trip. But it's amazing what this dude living in his mom's basement or whatever did with claymation and stop motion. Damn. If you get a chance to check out Baby Snakes, aside from the music being amazing, because I love Frank Zappa, Mm -hmm. check it out. Because the the psychedelic fucking claymation stuff in it is so distinctly 70s. And so unparalleled to anything I've ever seen. It's fucking crazy. Damn. So there you go. Baby Snakes. Frank Zappa. Baby Snakes. Baby Snakes. Baby Snakes. Oh, look, it's Baby Snakes. Yeah, I got the Baby Shark. Baby Snakes. The Baby Snakes eat them Baby Sharks, I'm pretty sure. So then everything's dying. snakes on his motherfucking plane. So then there's the eerie silence. Right. It's just quiet. And then all of a sudden, the corpses start moving again, and these giant hands come blowing out of them. Oh, shit. And then the bodies are exploding, and the demons are screaming. You got more awesome stop-motion stuff happening. And then there's roaches coming out of the fucking clay and cottage cheese. I'm about to say, you see this big-ass, all ass, kinds like, of weird, nasty shit. It looked like shit. it was either cottage cheese or, like, oatmeal. Right, it's, like, it's so fucking disgusting. <laughs> and then the sun's coming up. And then the sun's all the way up, and Ash is the only one left, and he's looking at the necklace, and there's a beautiful sunrise and peaceful music, and you're like, oh, the nightmare's finally over. Ash made it out. But then we get the roving camera coming through the woods really fast, right through the cabin, through all the doors, right out the front door to a screaming Ash. And then we roll credits. Boom. Love that. What happened? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll have to watch Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn, at yeah. a later date. Yeah. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Love that movie. All right. Scale of 1 to 10, what do you give this movie? Uh, four. Really? I fucking hated it. Really? I swear to God. Sorry. But it is, like, real talk, like, I watched it and it was like, for one, it took forever to get going. Right. Like, it is It is legitimately... I understand then and now it is all... I was going to say, I will tell you why you hated it. It didn't transition well. Because there's no emotional or sentimental attachment to it. I, I, and I, the funny thing is... I was this was the I first time see, you've seen the movie, correct? You yes. hadn't seen it before this? All right. And I, and I can see why you have the attachment that yes. you do. Because, of course, it's all practical... Compared to oh, me man. looking at it from a lens. From- Let me tell you this. We watch this movie now and we laugh at it. Mm-hmm. It's funny. It, it, didn't, it doesn't It's a funny well. movie. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, the first time I saw this movie, I was probably 12 years old. Shit it scared the living fuck out of me. Mm-hmm. Scared the living fuck out of me. Especially the part where she was reading the cards. That fucked me up for a oh, long look, time. Oh, look, look, for like for certain. That part, it was that part. and Because 
you you don't expect it. Right. It's that part, and then when like Scott popped up, I was like, oh yeah, that was kind. That was yeah. supposed to be like that. Woo, Even the shit. part that annoys me now with her sitting there, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's fucking scary. So you know, my my thought with the movie is. Um, there was just certain things that were too normal in this, you know, this paranormal situation, right. you know, because she's sitting there laughing. This bitch is in the cellar. Yeah. You know, the the uh, before she even turns, she gets stabbed by the bitch in the cellar. Right. Yeah. And then they're like, well, we're just going to have her go take a nap. Like, right. who the fuck goes to sleep and this bitch is in the cellar. Right. <laughs> it was shit like that that just did not compute with me and then now she's like in the she's now laughing and talking shit in the threshold of the door yep scott's all fucked up and he's not and ash isn't like really freaking out about this bitch right. until he starts punching her i'm like what the fuck how is this nor how are you normally <laughs> how is this a normal situation in this moment like right there were certain things i was just like can't wait for this movie to be over right <laughs> it's funny because this will be the first time since we started this that we're going to be so far apart yeah. i give this movie a nine i believe it i love this movie I, I i'm love like it. it never gets old i can watch it over and over again the watch rewatchability to me is mm-hmm. perfect i feel like i know these people because i watched it so many times mm-hmm. i still don't give a fuck when when uh scotty's dead and when linda gets it, i don't care um, I still freak out at the card scene every time. I've seen this movie 200 times. I still freak out at that. It still gives me goosebumps when she does that. Um, the infamous forest rape scene, the whole <laughs> thing. Yeah, just the sentimental value to it alone. This is the, and the whole Quintessential. Way, yeah, and the whole <laughs> feel of the movie is so dark and eerie, mm. and it's got that indie feel to it. Definitely. That, that shoestring budget that I love. Yeah, everything was done. They figured it out as they went along. Well, how are we going to make the blood? Let's have some cottage cheese coming out right here. Let's throw some roaches on there. What the hell? You know, you can tell that Sam Raimi, Rob Tappert, and Bruce Campbell were passionate about making this movie. Mm-hmm. And it comes out. And it's there's enough character building in it, balanced out with the gore factor. Uh, you know what I mean? I think, to be honest, of course, you, you know, this is a, you know, flying by the seat of your pants kind of movie right directing starring right. filming you know all that everything i think they're deaf i guess with you know how i critique movies is is their character development right like if you didn't tell me that that was his sister i wouldn't have known right you know because there's really not enough character building like the funny thing is you don't know his name is ashley until she's like take me home I'm yeah. try- i want right. to ashley take me right. home you're like oh okay Ash, <laughs> I think the the main character development came from Bruce Campbell because mm-hmm. you saw him going through all this and losing his mind. And in Evil Dead Two, he loses his mind even worse. Right when they replay it, but the whole thing with him using that necklace as his mental base to bring himself back around and crying over Linda, you can tell he really cared about her, and you know just shit like that. It kind of got me. Do you so. think? Do you think with the Knowing, you know, kind of what happens in two and, of course, clearly what happens in three, do you think the chainsaw scene is a foreshadowing? Absolutely. Okay. Because it because it's very, very, very prominent um, sonically-wise. Right. Like, you hear it, you hear the rip, <laughs> you know, it is very, very, groovy. like, <laughs> groovy. <laughs> you hear it well, sonically more like, than anything else. 
Ash kind of develops into an asshole mm-hmm. by Army of Darkness, but you're seeing it as he's had enough of the shit. Mm-hmm. He's done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely done. And I can relate with that on a personal level. Of course. You know, I was all sad and shit. No, I'm absolutely done. Yeah, I'm not, just going to be an is, asshole to everybody. It is definitely to that point. Um, I, I think my my biggest disdain for the movie itself is there's supposed to be... I, and I guess this is just traditional, just like you said, antagonist, protagonist kind right. of thing. I kill you, you die. Right. Like the significance of certain things like with the the book itself uh-huh. you know or the knife you know i thought the knife was going to play some you know some sort of yeah like it was going to have the power to kill the demons or right. something you yeah. so when you you know when he stabs what i think linda in the back or yeah. whatever you see the smoke and all the you know the blood you're like okay right. that bitch is dead yeah no she's not dead it was almost like it was put there to purposely mislead you into thinking that right you know and what then I mean? with the book you're like okay the book is now destroyed and then you still have these demon arms that pop out at the end after the stop, you know, right, the claymation. Right. I'm like, what the fuck? So, what the fuck? BBG meter. Oh, the, like, blood for sure. is It's fucking off the Richter scale. Yeah. It's, like, it's 20 out of 10. If, if, so this was one of the things that kind of got me too. So, because uh, Linda gets stabbed in the ankle. Mm-hmm. And then at, from that stab, she's now possessed. Yes. My thought is, how the fuck isn't. All you that know, shit happened to Ash. He has blood yeah. everywhere. I know. You know, and how the fuck is yeah. he, like, possessed? Well, it's funny because um, <laughs> this got the NC-17 rating because of the amount of blood in it. Right. And it originally had an X rating, and they had to talk them down. And then Damn. Sam Raimi, that's why he used the milk mm-hmm. instead of the blood in some areas to lessen the amount of blood. That's why there was milk shooting out of him. That was actually milk. It was, yeah, like, yeah, 2% you, they, milk. <laughs> But, um, um, to be honest, on the scale of one to ten, it is definitely a, a twenty. Yeah, I like agree it with is, that. It is like grotesque, over top. Like, and when I was in high school, that's why this was my favorite movie mm-hmm. because it was so grossly over the top, unnecessary. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was into. And I look at it differently as as an older adult now, mm-hmm. but I still love it just as much, but for different reasons. I mean, mm-hmm. I do love it. Because the nostalgia effect and stuff, but the, the over-the-top shit, every once in a while it works. You know what I mean? It's fun and it's awesome. Um, and then we got two boobs. Two cuts. boobs. We'll give that a two that, on, yeah. the, on the BBG. Yeah. If it, it, Technically, you get you know a pair of boobs and one boob. It's like, right. Hey, nah. You know, <laughs> we got a three count. Right, for sure. Down you for know, the count. This is definitely... Uh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say total recall with three boobs. Uh, making me wish I had three hands. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. Alright, let's oh, check out what we're shit. doing next time. Miramax Films is proud to present one of the most celebrated motion pictures of the year. The winner of the 1994 Palm d'Or. The best picture of the Cannes Film Festival. Come on, let's get in character. I'm so interested in big man's wife. Well, he's going out of town, I'm sorry. And he asked me if I take care of the while he's gone. Take care? No, man. Just make sure it's a good time, make sure she don't get lonely. Girl, you see, 
this is a moral test of oneself. I do believe Marcellus, my husband, your boss, told you to take me out and do whatever I wanted. I love you so much, can't count on Whether or not you can maintain loyalty. Night of the fight, you may feel a slight sting. Pride only hurts, it never helps. In the fifth, your ass goes down. I have to say, play with matches, you get burned. John Travolta, Samuel L. Jackson, Uma Thurman, Harvey Keitel, Tim Roth, Amanda Plummer, Maria de Medeiros, Bing Rings, Eric Stoltz, Rosanna Arquette, Christopher Walker, and Bruce Willis. Looking at something, friend? Yeah, my friend, looking. Die, you mother! A new film directed by Quentin Tarantino. You really thinking about quitting? Most definitely. What's she gonna do then? Basically, I'm just gonna walk the earth. What you mean walk the earth? You know, like Kane in Kung Fu. <laughs> yes. Now we honor the Necronomicon. Amazing. We will be doing Pulp Fiction next week. This is my birthday week. Well, getting close to. My favorite movie of all time. Definitely on my top five. Hell yes. What you're hearing in the background is uh, the Necronomicon song from uh, Evil Dead the Musical. Because I would be remiss to do an episode about the Evil Dead and not include something from the musical. Right. So here we go. But yeah, join us next week for Pulp Fiction. I'm super hyped. Hell yes. I could do this whole movie without taking notes. Damn. Yeah, I'm excited. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Right. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so, until next time. Get your Quentin Tarantino goggles on. Rewatch Pulp Fiction. Talking to you, TJ. Make sure you're ready for the episode because we're gonna we might we might end up cutting this one in half. I don't know. We'll see what happens when we get there. You might have to. But I got a lot of good things planned for it. So uh, I am Jasperino on behalf of myself and my co-host with the most, the Legacy. We bid you farewell. Stay cool out there. Don't overheat. And we'll see you motherfuckers on the flip side.
little bit. Not till we're done the tune. How do we mutilate these fools? No, follow the rules. I say we attack. What are you on, crack? After our dance, we'll attack our old friends. But before we do that, 